Huh. So, okay, so I started the stream. I'm just making sure everything works, but we're not showing up right now. Yeah. This is kind of what you see. Did you watch any of the streams or? Uh, I watched a couple of them, but I got a new phone through US Cellular, and for some reason my internet service is being janky. Oh. But yeah. I'm totally blank that I had YouTube on my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't have to watch the whole thing, but it just kind of gets like this is it starting. I did a, I did a thumbnail for it and everything too. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I've, like my worst picture. Awesome. Your worst picture? That was. I'm sorry. I didn't know that's when you no, thought it was your no, worst. <laughs> I tried to find. I was oh, looking man. through ones. My hair is just unkempt. <laughs> well, so that's the that is the hard part. Is like. Hair sucks. So yeah. I've I've got so I've got GIMP two, which is basically Photoshop, yeah. but it's free. So I sat there and I fucking you have to you get the smart scissor tool and you just click at every edge point and then it tries yeah, to like. Just, people tell me to do something with my hair. I kind of just want to cut it. I'm torn, so I'm just letting it grow. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you do whatever you want to. It's your hair, man. <laughs> Normally I just walk into Alabama to shop and I tell him cut my hair and he says how do you want it and I just say cut my hair. And then I walk out and I'm like, that looks pretty good. Well, there you go. I just don't cut it, but I like it. Oh, okay. This is the live one. This is really taking me off. This is... I'm already streaming, though. Sure, set reminder. It's going to... God damn it. It's going to... Which... Oh, Yeah. What's so funny is I still haven't been able to finish most of those. And uh, my nephew's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you gotta. I, yeah. I love the whole series, but Berzinger kind of drags on. Okay, two mics going. There, oh, that that one's definitely me. We're gonna do an audio check. Audio check. Oh, we have one mic going. Okay, two mics going. There, oh, there we go. Definitely me. Yeah, we sound great. We look great. Okay, uh, both are going. Yeah, we're both going. Okay, everybody, this is uh, this is Thomas White. What's up? Uh, I'm Jay. If anyone's new, Ta- I go by Jay, just cause it's easier. It's just so <laughs> much easier. Um, but, uh, Darian's gone for the week. Uh, he's actually, well, he's gone for a week, but he's going to be gone for two weeks on the, on the podcast because, uh, he, he doesn't want to pop in like right when he gets back. Um, I wouldn't either want to do that because <laughs> he gets, he gets back, he's in Florida or Ooh. something. So he's going to be back the day before next week podcast with next jet week lag. stream yeah and i'm like no i was like you don't want to do that do you and he's like no no so so we've got thomas here thomas was super gracious uh to actually come in and fill in for darian um and um so a lot of people we were just talking about this a lot of people want to know how we know each other um 
When did you graduate? What was your... 2009. So you're only a couple years younger than me. Uh, yeah. You guys were juniors when I was a freshman, I think. Right. Okay. Okay. I was thinking senior, and then I just realized, like, I didn't even sing. I didn't do choir. We were in choir together, like... Neither did I. Yeah. I didn't want to be the only senior in the regular choir. I know. (laughs) Well, so they were like, he will automatically boost you into, like, uh, into a higher group. If you're a senior, and I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I I gave up. I loved choir. I love all that, like musical, theater, singing, and stuff. But I was just awful at it. Yeah, I'm. I never paid attention, honestly. Which was fun when I had to do the lessons, and he tried to be nice about telling me I suck at singing. <laughs> you know what? I had that with um, uh, dance for musical theater in college. There's this lady. Uh, Connie Furland, she was the nicest lady ever. She learned from Tommy Toon, who's like a famous Broadway um, uh, choreographer. And she's like, this is what she always said to me. I see that you're trying, and I really appreciate that. That's, which means you suck, but I know that you don't suck on purpose. Like, you know, it's not a fault of trying. I tell my choir teacher all the time in the lessons, I suck. And he's like, no, it's just... Not what we're looking for right now. <laughs> you can tell me I suck. I can handle it. That's exactly how it is. Christopher Goodrich. Hey guys, I miss Sweet D, but I'll make it. I'll make it without him on here. Okay, Christopher Goodrich is actually a regular follower. Oh, I hit buttons. Nothing happened. We're fine. Okay. Okay. We're still <laughs> I was like, whoo. <laughs> um, Christopher Goodrich is a regular on here. Um, my sister. We'll probably watch this tomorrow. She lives in South Korea right now, so... That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. She... Well, she doesn't think that. Oh. <laughs> her, her husband's in the military, oh. so she's she's there with him. She's like, F this place. <laughs> she just came from Hawaii. So she moved from... She lived in Hawaii for six years, Ooh. and then they came home for like a month and a half, and then they went to South Korea. So to go from <laughs> Hawaii to South Korea is just the worst... It yeah. is the worst. So th- those are our main regulars right now. Hopefully we got some new ones popping in. Um, Hopefully I've been trying to share. Yeah. All my peoples, but I've been sharing it out. I've been sharing. I I feel so bad. You're like that's my worst picture. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I might get the obligatory family. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they may. I so the best I get is they watch it later. I don't think my parents. I I don't know if you if you do. I'm sorry. <laughs> my mom probably wouldn't be able to figure out youtube enough to find it <laughs> right i was just talking to someone at work the other day she didn't know you could get paid to, for youtube really like That's yeah been forever which we're not at that level but well, like no. she's she's like what did she say she goes um she goes i i didn't realize you get paid is that what that means when they're called a professional youtuber and I'm like, yeah, that's they make a Some living. Of those pros that, make quite a bit. That Paul kid, and I'm like, yeah, that's that was one of my coworkers I was talking to. I'm like, yeah, the Logan Paul. I'm one like, of my uh, one of my favorite video game, classic video game streamers. I guess he does new stuff too. Focuses a lot on the Switch. He just quit his job actually, and he devoted full time to his YouTube channel. Uh which one is that? Uh, RGT eighty five. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I've se- I saw that video pop up. Yeah, I watch him every now and then. I I'm. This is a fun, this is actually a really fun, so I don't get to talk to this, because Darian doesn't focus as much on the Switch as I do. I love the Switch. Um, so my favorites right now are Arlo. Have you? Do you know Arlo? I know it. I have not played it. He's a 
or no. or seen it. It's a streamer. he's a YouTube. Yeah, he's a, yeah. well, he's not a streamer. He just does YouTube. Yeah, I've seen a few of his videos, but yeah, he's like a blue Muppet. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah basically yeah. the Cookie Monster. And Arlo's my favorite. And then there's this guy named Bob Wolf from New York, who's hilarious. Um, yeah, I've seen both of those. I watch RGT eighty five. I watch uh, Super Beat 'Em Ups on occasion. He's okay, friends with RGT eighty five, and I watch a lot of Cinemassacre. Okay. Yeah, those are those are the ones that uh, and and I'll see him from time to time. RG, RGT eighty five. I don't remember the guy's name. I feel terrible. Cause yeah, I, I am a fan and I watch every video. I don't right? remember his name. I saw him pop up. There was only one video where I, <laughs> I I watched for quite a while, but I stopped because he his pants were falling down and he kept pulling them up. In the <laughs> I middle. don't think I've seen that one. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> put on a belt. <laughs> like I was yelling at the video. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm yelling at this guy. <laughs> it's, I'm but, yelling at YouTube, honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yelling at YouTube. Don't worry about it. And she's like, wow, ah, whatever. <laughs> she's That's her general consensus of what I whatever I'm doing. I'll be like, oh, I'm so excited to tell you about this. And she's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Love you, too. Yep. She's not into video games. She's she's not into video games. Understandable. But... Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we... Uh, <clears throat> Oh my god, this has been a heck of a week. So yeah, okay, let's play let's play a bit of a, a, a favorites game. I want to talk to you about favorites and stuff. Sure. So people can kinda get to know you a little bit. I don't know if I've even played this game, so <clears throat> we can we could probably go back and forth. So I'll start what what is so what is your here we go. This is one I figured out earlier. Okay, I want you to rate what you like to do in your free time from what you do the most down to what you do the least. We're going to talk about movies, video games, and books. So what? So movies, video games, and books. Yeah, right. movies slash. Let's do movies, TVs, video games, and books. TVs, TV. I do video games mostly. I would put TV second, but I kind of multitask, and I'll have something on in the background while I'm playing on my Vita, or I got certain games I play on my phone. Okay. I'll do that a lot. I just got back into reading. I didn't read for quite a few years. I mean, I was just busy with work and life. And and then I started rereading a couple of book series that I read when I was younger. And I just got back into reading. So Okay. And then I do watch a lot of movies, but not as much TV. Okay. So so you put books above movies or do you put movies? Yeah, I, w- I would put books above movies. Okay. Because I'm very picky now with what movies I watch. So. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like... Um, yeah, when I was younger and I had all kinds of free time, I would just watch every movie ever. Now my free time is limited, so. I feel like we have too many movies, like too much access to too many movies also, so like. Like, too much comes out at once, like the last four months, God, there was like eight or nine movies come out that I was like, mm, I would kind of want to see that, but then I'm like, I can't afford to see all these movies. Right? <laughs> or just, I don't even have time, like yeah. I don't have enough time to, like I'm on Netflix and I still have uh what was it the uh cloverfield paradox is in my queue um whatever that will smith movie was uh bright yeah Yeah. bright bright's still in my queue bright was if that came out when i was in high school i would have watched that like the minute it came out i still have a backlog of tv series from when i was a kid because we didn't have cable so i never got into stuff like star trek oh yeah the last couple years i just started watching star trek and getting into it so i'm still on the next generation (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's where you want to be. The and next generation is really good. 
it was hard. Season one of the Next Generation, it's pretty bad. Yeah, they like, they said I, it took a while to get into it. Like I suffered through the first season. It was boring. I fell asleep a lot. Started the started the second season. It's great. I'm still working on like so the tick. I've got the yeah. tick. I've got the expanse. I need to. Oh um, yeah, I have not seen that yet, but I really want to. The first season of the expanse is really good, and and I love how they describe it as. Um, Oh, okay. They describe it as Game of Thrones for uh, sci-fi fans, and it's and it fits. It really does. And the actors in there are really good. Thomas Jane is in there. Really, I didn't I did expect Thomas Jane. There. Oh yeah, and he's fabulous. He's so good. I love Thomas Jane. And everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get so excited every time I see him. I'm like, um, the guy from uh, what was that? He did Sky High, and Ooh, he he. Sky High. Uh, he was also in, um, there was a mo- the Covenant, the oh, movie about yeah. witch guys, <laughs> the witch, witch guys. That's, that's, that's what it should be. It's I witch saw guys. Sky High twice when it came out and I loved it way back then. I'm trying to think of the guy, but he's the pyro. Guy. He's the one with oh, the long that guy, hair. Yeah. yeah. He's that guy. He's still, exa- he's, he is Jason Momoa light. That is, <laughs> that is the exact way to describe him. Jason Momoa. Uh, I know, right? Well, when he first came out, him and Jason Momoa were the same. Like they were the same guy to me. I was like, "Is that the same?" And then I looked at him. I'm like, "No." Yeah. And then Jason Momoa blew up and hulked out. <laughs> well, I mean, he was playing Carl Drogo, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he was. Di- he did. Um. He did Stargate Atlantis. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Um. He was. I think his name was. God, I'm behind on that too. It wasn't Drax. It was. Maybe it was Drax. Maybe they called I've seen, him Drax. I've seen the old movie Stargate, and then I saw half of SG-1. I need to catch up on that, Oh, too. my God. <laughs> SG-1 is... If you want to suffer for a while, that might be one. It, I mean, it was good, but, I mean, going back, you're like, wow. It's um, dated. It's like rewatching Doctor Who. <laughs> it's some, some of that stuff. Like, someone I was talking to was like, yeah, I started Doctor Who, but that was terrible. And I was like... You gotta push. I you gotta push. And not saying that it was bad, but I went back and tried to rewatch a lot of the original, and it's just cheesy, terrible, mm-hmm. awful. And it, everyone's like, "You're not a true Whovian if you don't like." I was like, "I love Doctor Who, but the original does not hold up well." Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I was actually watching a, a clip that made me. I mean, I was crying when I saw it, but they had like the the guys that transform. Oh yeah. And they were chasing someone in that big ass rubber suit, and then what they do is they pull a string to trip him, and the guy literally steps over the string, falls back, <laughs> and then the hole that he fell into was just this like a picture. Yeah. And then they shrunk him as he fell, and he goes, <laughs> "Ah!" <laughs> it was even. Even some of the newer Who stuff since the 2005 reboot, the acting on a lot of it still holds up, but even the special effects, and even on some of the, like, whatever the last season with the uh, Capaldi was, the older guy, even that's new, and some of the special effects are pretty cheesy terrible. Yeah. As, as popular as the show is, you think they'd have a better budget? They, so the the peak of their budget, I think, was, uh, what what was that, um, Matt Smith. The Matt Smith yeah. era, they say, is the peak of I their budget. I love Matt Smith. Yeah, that was where their budget... So their writing was probably almost to the peak with um, David Tennant. And then their budget peaked with Matt Smith. And they kept about the same level of writing, maybe a little bit lower. And then everything kind of dropped off with Capaldi, which... which, 
I think was a, a piece of the writing and a piece of like unfortunately picking Capaldi the older actor yeah, less I, charismatic like, and energetic. I've loved Doctor Who. I feel bad because I watched Capaldi's first season and I haven't watched anything else with him. I just can't get into it. A lot of people love Capaldi, but I don't. Some of it like so the, <laughs> I think the second season gets a little more interesting. Yeah. They tried oh, they got really weird where they pushed sort of newer younger ideas onto an older actor which they yeah. didn't play well so he had like a guitar yeah like he gets into a, like electric guitar oh and then, yeah i saw the one where he, he comes in on the tank with yeah the, right and when he turns the sonic into sunglasses that's like, what i was yeah that's what i was talking about and i was like oh like my buddy and i screamed at the tv for that entire season <laughs> yeah. like get rid of those sonic sunglasses that's the worst thing it's and terrible. then he he gets his sonic back and we're like yay i just because it didn't play well and like capaldi likes doctor who but i just prefer matt smith and david Tennant because i feel like they lived the role of the doctor like yeah and well david Tennant has some of the saddest episodes too they're younger and they yeah. have more charisma yeah than the older doctor which uh, i mean capaldi he works it he does a really good yeah. job but unfortunately it doesn't play as well with an older guy anymore. Yeah, and I'm because excited. they they slightly got younger and younger, and that's when they hit their peak, and and everyone boomed in was yeah. when they were young, yeah. and, and so everyone's like, I don't know. I'm excited for the new chick. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But oh, I forgot her name too. She was great in Broadchurch. I loved her in Broadchurch, and apparently she was in Black Mirror. I have yet to see that either. I, I hate that episode. Really? Um, yeah, so have you seen any of Black Mirror? Uh, I saw episode one, and it was a little weird. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch any of the rest. <laughs> so I heard the description of episode one, and I was like, I'm not really into a TV show that's based around that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, to I'm going to just spoil a little bit of it, but uh, this guy has sex with a pig. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what and everyone was like, and my dad told me about that, and I was like, I don't want to see that. But then I found out that actually Black Mirror is like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, which so I did not different know. episodes. So that's why I didn't watch more of it. Right but now that I know it's an anthology series, and each episode is its own like thing, I might actually get back. Yeah, into it. there's more good episodes than bad. That yeah. episode with her in it though is my least favorite because it's about, um, like you can see. Um, you can re like you can review your memories. Yeah. Like from recordings, that's a piece in your neck, and you can even throw it up on the TV or whatever. So this guy like obsesses with her interactions. That's his wife with her interactions with her ex, and he's going back and replaying like, oh, why were you laughing at that joke? And it's it kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it gets really uncomfortable. And then like the the funniest thing is there's like a sex scene. Where they're like, I mean, they're going at it heavy, and it's, you know, all passionate, and then it flashes to what's actually happening, and they're just re-watching that night, and they're both <laughs> just the laying heck? in bed going, <laughs> it's like, I don't like this episode. <laughs> That's really creepy, actually. <laughs> Jody, Jody Swinton? Ah, uh, yeah, Jody, no, Jody Swinton. Whitaker, maybe? Yeah, I think it's Whitaker. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. J Jody Swinton was the Full House. Oh yeah, sweet Sweden. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, she's like she was like the younger sister. And now in the in the show, oh my god, have you have you seen Fuller House at all? Yes, she is busty as hell. <laughs> she, I 
She used to put that I, shit away. I liked Full House, but at the time when it was airing, I was at that age where I would have never told anyone I liked it. Yeah. But I liked Full House. I went back and watched a little bit of it. It's still pretty good. I do not like Fuller House, but... We have, um, we have like, the entire Full House collection, because my wife likes yeah. Full House. And we watch Fuller House. It has its moments. Yeah, it's, I, it's hit or miss for yeah. me. Like, I think the problem is, is it's, like... It knows what it is, and it yeah. and it like winks a little too hard, and yeah. sometimes it's just a little, I don't know, and, and it's just not the it's not the same magic. It's I felt not. a lot of times like they just throw it in your face, like this is a Full House sequel. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Remember us when we were young and cute, right? <laughs> That's the oh man, that's the stuff. Okay, so Christopher Goodrich says, um. TV, movies, video games, books, he'll read once in a while. Okay, okay. I'm, so for me, I probably spend more time on TV, and then more time on video games, and then more time on movies, and then the least I spend is on books. I don't get to go to the movies as much anymore. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll do a Marvel movie. If a Marvel movie comes out, I go. Black Panther? Um, yeah, but buddy? <laughs> that was a good-ass movie. Yes, it was. Oh man, and you know what I realized? So that end scene where it's basically homaging yeah. um, Iron Man. I didn't realize Iron Man's. This is ten years, so this is, is a ten year playback. Wow! And I was like, what a great way to like celebrate that ten years with with Black Panther being sort of the new Iron Man. It's probably tied as my second favorite Marvel movie. I think. What's your There's first? Been a lot. I have always loved Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. No, that is a great movie. That movie is really good. I went with some family that wasn't... Or I went with some friends that aren't even into superhero movies. And they left the theater like, that is a... I don't know anything about those guys. That was a good movie. I don't know anything about superheroes. And so the whole time they were asking me, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? (laughs) Who's Bucky Barnes? So that got kind of annoying. But yeah, I love that movie. That was... No, that is actually... I, I might say that's in the top, yeah. The way they throw twists, like, I knew Bucky Barnes was Winter Soldier when I went into the theater, but just the way they do it in the movie, I was like, wow, he's he's the Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though I already knew that. like It's it's really good, and I love that he's like, who's Bucky? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's such a badass in that movie, too. It's also one of my favorite Stan Lee cameos is in that movie, when he plays the uh, museum guard. I don't remember what he does in that one. Oh, I... I still think it, my... It's towards the end. Captain America needs a new suit. His got destroyed, so he steals the one from the museum. And then Stanley just walks in afterwards, and he says, I'm going to get fired for this. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> I think my favorite's probably Deadpool. I, that might be a, a, a cliche, but I... I Just... Because you can see he was enjoying himself, too. He was Which dying. Which is funny. Like, he That's... was like... Which is funny, that's his least favorite. Is that his least favorite? Uh, he said in an interview he didn't actually get to go to the strip club. He actually sat there at a table and pretended to be in a strip club and then they CG'd it over him. I think they were afraid to <laughs> take Stanley to a strip club. They were club. afraid to unleash Stanley. Well, so like, well, because I mean, can you imagine like, Stan, we need you to do a cameo. Okay, uh, come on, we're going to the strip club. <laughs> like... It's like telling your grandpa you're going to take him to the strip club. <laughs> Even though my grandpa would have a great time at the strip club. Give him like, failure. <laughs> yeah, like, he'd be like, whoa! I killed Stanley. Yeah. So so I think they'd be afraid to take 
Stanley to the <laughs> club. <laughs> I wouldn't. Riot, it would be funny. Well, and that's why I thought it was so funny was because it looked like he was enjoying himself. Yeah. Like he was just. Hey, it was it was really funny, like the way he did it. I'm I am disappointed though that they didn't actually take him to the I strip club. I still do. I always see that post on Facebook, and they should do a Stanley cameo where he's cleaning in the Avengers place, and he just picks up Thor's hammer, cleans under it, puts it back down. That'd be oh, hilarious. that would be amazing. <laughs> I've would... never seen that. I've never heard about I, that. I see it out in pictures all the time, and somebody brought it up to me, and I think that'd be hilarious. He will be shouting dust bunnies. <laughs> yes. Um, that'd be amazing because uh, I... Oh, man. They need to do that quick, too. It, it, it'd be funny because even that moment in Age of Ultron when Captain America tries to pick up the hammer and it moves a little bit and you just see Thor going... Yeah, he's oh, like, oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> like, I think... I wonder if in Infinity War he'll get that hammer picked up or something. Maybe. Oh, no, he's got to get the hammer first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's getting a new hammer, I heard. Yeah. And a new hammer. The whole theory with the, 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 when he's sitting in the gate yeah. or whatever, is that's him trying to reforge a new hammer or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I, it used to be that Marvel movies were straight fan service. Yeah. And so the predictability was a little high but yeah. you would you would know what was going on yeah but at this point like they've thrown out predictability like Which we is... still don't know what's going on with the soul stone yeah. how does thor get his damn hammer back no one saw his eye getting stabbed Which out is what i like now because like the old ones like thor captain america like you knew what was going to happen when you went into the theater and you watched it and you were like eh, that was pretty good yeah and you just left and now they're just kind of like guess what you think this is going to happen nope we're going to do this Marvel's done a really good job of going from meh movies to amazing movies, and yeah. it's the directors that they hire. Um, and I think they learned a lot from... I, I personally think they learned a lot from uh, Ant-Man um, yeah. when they had Edgar Wright, and they, they tried to do what they wanted to do, yeah. which ended up causing him to quit, and they're like, well, whatever, it's our movie, it's our studio. Yeah. And then it was the most meh movie of them all like it, it was known as the peak of meh it is but i like ant-man yeah I, I don't know what it is about it it's not my favorite but i like it it's a good movie i don't think it was bad i i would leave it at meh though the, like it, it didn't reach yeah, peak the meh movie for me was thor dark world i don't think anybody liked thor dark i i actually i enjoyed myself but i was never a huge thor guy and actually to be honest i'm a huge comic book guy but going into the first thor movie i knew almost nothing about thor except from all the animated stuff like that right that was my only knowledge of thor i liked the first one and the second one it was just okay i i enjoyed the second one because you get to see a little more of asgard yeah um and and so you get to see because like the CG on Asgard was beautiful visually. Oh, yeah, visually great. is they've all been like the Thors have all been visually stunning films, um, except for like when Thor goes to Earth. Yeah, <laughs> Thor one is like I'm just Ooh, gonna walk through New Mexico. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it's like a desert. Woo! Uh, it only looked good for that one shot when and he came down. That was my he... favorite part about seeing Thor in 3D. I don't normally go to 3D movies because I mean I wear glasses, so yeah. it's uncomfortable. But Thor in 3D, like Asgard popping out at you, like, right? It was beautiful. My problem with 3D movies now are, um, for the first five minutes, I pick up the 3D, and then after that, I forget that it's 3D. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I can see that it's 3D, but I forget that it's 3D. Yeah. And so it's just a layer effect, so it's not worth the extra so many odd bucks to me. Yeah, the extra, like, $5 or whatever. Yeah. And I still pay, but... Yeah, that's... For me, too, like, if they have a 2D option versus 3D, I'll usually just go to the 2D. Like, yeah. It's just... It's not a real big thing. Beauty and the Beast, I had the same thing. There's very yeah. few movies... What was the last one that I was like, oh my god, that was awesome. Oh, The Hobbit 2 or The Hobbit 1? I think it was The Hobbit 1. Yeah, I went and um, saw that in 3D that one. Because the, the dog heads yeah. come out of the screen and I was like, oh shit, that looks amazing. Yeah, and that was my other problem with 3D. I've seen quite a few 3D movies and a lot of times there's one or two scenes that pop out and then the rest you can't, like you said, you can't tell it's 3D. Yeah. But then like when I went and saw The Hobbit, like that whole movie, everything was popping at you. It was great. Yeah. And that's what I want out of a 3D movie. Just everything to pop out at me. Yeah. I want, I want that to be something in the effects, but also something that doesn't take away when you watch the movie. So like The Hobbit was still a really good movie. Yeah without the 3d effects yeah i love the first hobbit movie it wasn't like one of those movies when you watch like there's some movies that you watch that are like 3d movies and you're like this isn't that good like <laughs> like this isn't this you could tell this is supposed to be a 3d movie yeah when you watch it in 2d and you're like Ugh. it just kind of bugs you a little bit like i need to watch this in 3d because yeah <laughs> there are certain movies like that that i've noticed where they make a 3d and a 2d version and then yeah like you said you watch the 2d version and you're like i'm supposed to be watching this in 3d i think yeah yeah <clears throat> it's unfortunate but that's so what do you think of the new uh the new the new uh date for infinity war i like that it's moved up but i mean maybe they're done with it i i kind of would have liked if they just waited till the original date and like ironed out things but i mean maybe they've got it complete to where they think it's going to be great i'm excited for it like i've since they announced it forever ago like i've been ready when were they when were they going to re- release it originally was that like two weeks prior or two weeks later or was that like uh i think it was longer than that i'm not sure I thought because I thought it was going to be May twenty eighth or something, and then but now it's April twenty eighth, right? At least with movies, when they announce them, they actually get here. Yeah, like they show oh. up. Oh my god! There's I like video games. Terrible. They're like I'm still waiting <laughs> down Crackdown three. You realize the only reason why I bought an Xbox three sixty was Crackdown three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I have it. I do like it, I've but I'm like been waiting on kingdom hearts 3 since the ps2 they keep delaying it and delaying it they show a video here and there and a screenshot to tease you and then like a couple weeks after they show that awesome video they're like oh it's delayed again it's delayed. <laughs> i bought decidia nt for my ps4 and now they're starting to throw kingdom hearts 3 adverts in my ps4 and i was like why are you advertising for a game i'm afraid it's never gonna come yeah right and they just hype it up like they announced a tangled world there's a toy story world like there's all kinds of cool stuff the last I saw was Monsters, Inc. World. Yeah, they, Monsters, Inc. now. And yeah, the newest one was Toy Story. They're going to do Toy Story. I don't think they, they'll do it, but since Disney does own Marvel and Star Wars now, they could do a Star Wars World. They could do a Marvel one. I don't think they'll do that just yet or even ever, but... I feel like it would be oddly placed if they do... So I feel like if they do Disney, 
or if they do uh, Star Wars, they should do the Star Wars yeah. cartoon series. Yeah. Um, what is that? Uh, uh, Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. Rebels would be cool, and then Marvel. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do yeah. Marvel. I feel like that's playing even into way too in big some of, a of the older games. They had a Tron world, and I thought even that was kind of out of place. And I guess I didn't know Tron was a Disney property. I mean, I'd watched it. Just when, yeah, yeah. But, like, until Kingdom Hearts, I didn't know Tron was a Disney property, actually. Huh. Okay, let's continue our game. I yes. forgot about the game. <laughs> this is great, though. That's good. Yeah. We could talk so long, we start the game, and then all of a sudden we're like, boom. Okay, Um. so what's your favorite, if, if you can think of it, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time is one that's probably nobody else's favorite. I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, how is that not no one else's? Of it? That's a really good movie. It's so good. When it was like a year or two ago, they put it on Netflix. I watched it like three times that week. Like, it's great. I've seen it so many times. It never gets old. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, even when I was a kid. Yeah, it's hilarious it's funny the animation when you realize that this movie was done in like the 80s i think it was the late 80s the animation is just mind-blowing and the fact that they got the rights to all those characters in there like daffy daffy and donald are in there mickey mouse is in there dumbo like all these characters in one movie it'll probably never ever happen again oh yeah that's I mean... Until Disney buys all of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how you would do a sequel, but I would die for a Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2. That would be cool. Well, you'd have to replace Bob Hoskins. Yeah, I don't know how you could do that. I miss Bob Hoskins. Um, I would hire, like, a younger guy um, who's equally as angry. I'm afraid, though, like, I've, I have this feeling, like, so... So, I just went straight to, like who they who the movie studios i see would hire yeah. i said i was trying to think of like who do i think is a good idea and i'm like i don't know but i have a bad feeling kevin james would be the new bob boss oh my like, god no oh, no i can't stand kevin james oh <laughs> yeah it's no thank you uh well i i like him for what he does but i don't yeah, want I mean, him shoehorned into things yeah we used to watch his old sitcom growing up in high school we had two tvs they got like eight channels a piece because we lived out in the country so yeah we watched a lot of cheesy terrible sitcoms right yeah well that's so, that's what it used to be like, like yeah it used to be you'd have to watch reruns of two and a half men and big bang theory and then king of queens would come on and then you'd get reruns of friends and yeah reruns of uh oh no yeah you said it two and a half men yeah oh oh but um I liked him, like, Here Comes the Boom was really good, yeah. Kevin James. Uh, the Zookeeper was alright, um, but I don't like, I, I wouldn't, like, I don't know. Like, he's, I just have this bad... He's made some so bad they're good ones, Paul Blart. The, yeah. The first one is terrible and awful, but when I watched it, I laughed, and I felt bad for laughing, because it's a terrible movie. It is but a terrible movie. I laughed four or five times, and I was like, I don't know if I've seen a movie as bad as this. I was corrected after that because they made Paul Blart too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it made enough never, money to get a sequel. But. Never got to see a Paul Blart. You know what? So when I was working at the movie theater back then, and what frustrated me the most about movie theater, um, like how the movie theaters were trying to like push gimmicks and stuff. So midnight releases got moved to like 8 p.m. releases on Thursdays. Yeah. 
And then they, so they, they got rid of midnight releases, but they still had like 8 p.m., which sort of yeah. takes the magic away. Yeah, I missed midnight releases. And then they pushed 3D on everything. And I don't know if Paul Blart 2 was in 3D. I, I don't I have think no it was. Idea. I miss, um, uh, but I wouldn't have been surprised at the time. I miss marathons too, when there was like a movie series. The right. Th- the theater yeah. would do that occasionally. Uh, I went with one of my best friends, Willie McKenna. Oh yeah, how's Willie? By the way, he's fine. Shout out to Willie if he watches. Probably I miss not. Willie. Like, like I, I really miss Willie. When Dark Knight Rises came out, like me and Willie loved the Dark Knight. Like, yeah, it's a still one of my favorite superhero movies to date. Like, it's great. And we went to that marathon. We sat in those theater chairs for twelve, fifteen, however long it was, and they showed the first one. Did you go to the one here? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was there too. Yeah. I like they, you guys were up behind me. They I think. showed the first one. And then they had, of course, a little break because sitting in those chairs for that length of time. Right. Well, and then that would have been a they showed the second stretch. one, and then I mean, they showed Dark Knight Rises, but I fell asleep halfway through because by the time Dark Knight Rises played, I'd been in the theater all day. <laughs> I know. I had a really hard time uh, watching Dark Knight and Rises. And yeah, the I fell asleep because nothing happens in that movie till like halfway through. And it's, then everything happens at once. <laughs> it's not my favorite movie, I'll be honest. No, I, um, out of the three, it's definitely the worst. Yeah. Uh, what What surprised me was Batman Begins. I never saw on um, on the big screen. I so never did either. I it translated really well onto the big screen. Like it's a more. Of, I think it's one of those movies that you you really get to be you really get to experience. Yeah. It was it was one of those two. I was always a Batman fan growing up. I, I still love Michael Keaton as Batman. He's, if you don't count Kevin Conroy, he's probably my favorite Batman. Like Michael oh, Keaton yeah. still is. Oh yeah, if you if you count just like live action. Like I think he's still my favorite Batman. Maybe not Bruce Wayne, but he, yeah, he's my favorite Batman. I love those movies. And just when Batman Begins came out, I was like, I don't want to see another Batman origin story. Like I've read the comics a bunch. I've seen a bunch of movies and shows and. So I didn't watch it in the theater, and then when it came out on DVD, we rented it, and I was blown away. It was great. Yeah, I was like, this is really good. <laughs> um, it's interesting. To, so I have a friend I, I talked to, Zach. If you see this, I'll tag you. I'll tag you so you have to watch it. <laughs> um, but uh, he uh, he always talks about, um, you know, you have the best Batman, but you also have the best Bruce Wayne. And he says, ironically, he feels his favorite Bruce Wayne is still George Clooney. He said he was actually the best Bruce Wayne because he was Bruce Wayne. <clears throat> yeah. He's not Batman, but he's Bruce Wayne. No, he he played a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he well, I mean that's what Bruce... My, even though that's not a good movie. No. <laughs> I still no. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie because I think Arnold Schwarzenegger knew it was terrible and he, he knew it was awful and if you watch him as Mr. Freeze, he just hams it up for 2 hours. Like, well, so so I think I think if you watch, if you look at that movie from the right perspective, I think it actually does what it was meant to do. Yeah. Um, and it's very much a play on the Adam West style of Batman. Yeah. Um, and in that context, it actually does a really good job. But they 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 put that up, and that's their fault. Is they put it up in the context against the <clears throat> Tim Burton Batman movies. Yeah. And you and those are so good. It does not. Yeah. It does not translate. Yeah. Well, like it doesn't. They like, they were oh. such a departure, like an unpopular opinion. I, besides Tommy Lee Jones, I don't mind Batman Forever. I think it's a serviceable movie. I, 
as a kid and even now i love jim carrey's the riddler like yeah he played the good jokester side i would still love to see like a more serious live action riddler i think that'd be cool but it'd be nice to actually see jim carrey well oh my god if jim carrey did it now can you imagine i've seen him in a few serious roles i think he could switch between like serious riddler and like silly riddler but think about easily, jim carrey but... now he's batshit crazy <laughs> yeah he he's... is he is well on the way to Randy Quaid crazy. <laughs> like, have you do you do you know who Randy Quaid is? Yeah. Cousin Eddie. Yeah, that guy's nuts as shit right now. And like Jim Carrey is like teetering. If still. Jim Carrey gets any more nuts, he could become a real life riddler. Oh, he's oh so top four for Christopher uh, Goodrich, <clears throat> Jurassic Park with trading places. Jurassic Park, trading places with Eddie Murphy, Beer Fest. And Super Trooper is top four. <laughs> Super Troopers. Super Trooper. Super Trooper 2 is coming out! I, my favorite thing about Super Troopers was they had a budget of, I think it was minuscule, like less than 200000 Like they had a tiny budget and they just made millions and millions and millions off it. Like, those are, Well, those are the best movies because yeah. they don't, they're, they, they put effort into the writing. Yeah, well, yeah, because like <laughs> the budget was tiny, so like it's cheaply shot but it's got good writing good yeah, acting it's, really it's, good writing. it's hilarious yeah like, i was thinking about that with game night actually i just watched game night um i, I looked at my wife i was like you want to go on a date and she's like sure and i was like let's go to the movies she's like okay so she was like you want to watch a wrinkle in time or game night and i'm like well i don't think you're gonna understand a wrinkle in time yeah because <laughs> still... she's like she's like what's it about and i'm like i can't even describe it <laughs> i'm yeah. like oprah acid uh some girl with power i think or something like she's always chris using pine. Some, yeah chris <laughs> pine's in there somewhere they can't find him but he's in there he got lost so we went to game night and game night the 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 acting and the comedy is good um you've got jason bateman in there whoever played the cop is hilarious like he's just this stoic like cop who's got this tiny white dog and he just keeps petting it. <laughs> and he's just, he's super serious. And he wants to be invited to game night so bad, but they won't. And he's just I like, I want to watch this movie now. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, you have the, the guy, there's actually this guy who was in, the last time I saw him was into the woods. He played one of the princes, Ooh. not Chris Pine. Oh, and the other guy. So, yeah. So he's like the other guy from, <laughs> that's all you know him as. And he stood out really well. Like there's this really funny part where he's bribing this chick um and he's got 17 dollars <laughs> and when he starts bribing her though he starts with a 10 and then he rolls the five out and then he rolls the two ones out so he starts with the <laughs> the most money that he has and then goes down and it's and he does it as slow as possible and he's, he's even like shaking it on the table the chick who's who's he's who's bribing is just looking at him the whole time like you gotta be fucking kidding me and I was dying. But the rest of the movie, like, the writing is really off. And it's just, really? like, there's not... And you could tell, like, they made a movie because they're like, we need to fill in this slot and we need a comedy and we'll just dump a bunch of budget into it. But they just didn't dump any writing into it. Like, the whoever wrote this movie didn't write it because they love writing comedy. Yeah. Like, Super Troopers, that's one... Those are guys who love writing comedy. That reminded me of that... Chilling out and dicking around, you know? That Seth Rogen and James Franco movie about the end of the world where they had, like, Michael Sarah. Oh, this is the end. Yeah, like... 
it was a funny movie. I laughed a lot, but like movie wise, it was kind of bad. Yeah. Um, what's the scene that disturbed me the most? It was when Jonah Hill is like a demon and he gets raped by the demon. Yeah. I was like, but th- <laughs> th- there were funny moments like when they made that rape joke about Emma Watson and then she wakes up and freaks out and like attacks him. And there were some other funny moments. The one where they keep calling Michael Sarah a douchebag when he's over by the pool. Right. Table. Like that kills me every time. Like, What's funny about that is so Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill tried to play the opposite of their personalities. So Jonah Hill is known to be a super prick. So yeah. he decided to be like super nice the whole movie. <laughs> and then Michael Sarah is supposed to be like super nice. So he's just a dickhead the whole movie. Like he slaps Rihanna's ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I love Michael Sarah. I do too. I I'm a big fan. I was actually watching some trailers. I don't. I can't tell you the names of the movies, but he's got a couple movies coming out. Um, he it, it looks really really interesting. Something something in the something cactus. Oh, I wouldn't know. It's, they him and a bunch of college guys go out to drink this cactus juice that makes you high or something, and they run into this girl who's like a hippie. She's got like the hairy armpits and shit and you know he hits on her for a while and then he realizes he doesn't like her but all of his friends start to like just like they involve her into the group and he's like you know no go away i don't like you and she's like she becomes like the leader of the group and he you know he hates it i that's what i got from the trailer it was really funny like he calls her horrible oh her name's fairy something fairy and it's like something fairy and the magical cactus. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, oh, and that's going to be a Michael Sarah movie. And his hair's all crazy now. And it's, it's I'd awesome. probably watch it. I think Michael Sarah's a little underrated. Like, I find him hilarious. And even in bad movies, I like Michael Sarah. Like, he's super dry. That's what's yeah. best about him. He's, he's super dry. And I, a lot of people don't like that humor. I love dry humor. Like, it's hilarious. If you watch even, like, dry old British humor... Stuff like that. Just any kind of dry humor is pretty hilarious. Okay. So, okay. So, we we got... Okay, my favorite movie... I'm going to say is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's my top favorite movie of all time. I can watch that movie over and over and over again. I, it's not like... I'm not like the type of person, though. I know a lot of people, when they have favorite movies, they watch them like 30 it's times been so long, in a I don't row. remember that movie. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It's that one with George Clooney where it's like... I am a man in constant sorrow. I love that song. And they do the... They're the they're the escape prisoners. Oh, yeah. Um, they escape. It's like 1940s. The, the movie's actually based off of the Odyssey. Uh Super Troopers budget was 1.2 million and made 23 million. Jeez, it's profit. Yeah, it's a serious profit. <laughs> but so it's based off of the Odyssey actually. Um and there's a lot of good reflections and I love the film style, like the look, the color of it. I love um every everything about the writing. Um, I love the comedy in it. It's a really funny movie. Like there's a part where the three guys run into these sirens. Um, they're like, they're even singing in the woods and they run into the three women and they take the one guy cause they're, I guess they're bounty hunters or whatever, but they take the one guy and, and, and they, where he was like in his clothes, they, they open his clothes and they find a toad in there. And the one guy's like, damn sirens turned him into a horny toad. <laughs> it was just, it's the, and then he's in the movie theater and he's like a part of the chain gang and they, they take them into the movie theater and they're in the movie theater and he's behind them going, do not seek 
the treasure because they're that's what they're doing is they're going after treasure they broke out of jail to go after treasure and so the one the one guy just keeps saying do not seek the treasure trying not to like alert the guards but like you know tell them like don't go because there's cops waiting for him the whole movie it's just so great. And then it made me feel this moment at the end of like nostalgia for an era that I've never even existed in. So I just I just love that movie and I could probably watch it. Like I could watch it a hundred times, but I don't. Like I know a lot yeah. of people that watch these movies like they'll watch their favorite movie like five hundred times in a row. And I've like I've maybe watched that one five times. I can't do it in a row, but I'll maybe watch like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, I'll watch it, and then I won't watch it for, like, a year or two. Or, yeah. And then I'll just stumble upon it, and then I'm like, oh, I love this movie. And then I'll put it on and watch it. And... Yeah, I'm just, I've never, like, maybe five times, um, maybe five times for, like, Harold and Kumar is another one of my favorites. Maybe five times. Yeah. I love Harold and Kumar. That one, I think, as co- as far as comedy goes, that one's one of my favorite comedies. Because it's got a message behind it, too. It's yeah. about racism and stuff. So that's that's what's kind of cool about that movie. Um, as far as comedies go, that one's one of my favorite, And I, it, maybe five times. I, I own it. It's downstairs. I own both of them, and they're downstairs. But So what's... Okay, so let's talk video games. What's your favorite video game? Do you have... Let's do top five, because well, that's, that's that is I a loaded question. Um, I have a favorite series that I kind of consider one game, and that's Mass Effect. Okay, I was well, I was going to say, my brain was like, Mass Effect? I know there's three of them, but I always just play them back to back to back. And to me, because you can transfer your character between each one, it, yeah. it feels like one giant interconnected story. So I consider that almost one giant game, just three parts, and I would put that at number one. But for like singular games, I really love Skyrim. Like, oh yeah i have always loved skyrim that is one of my favorites uh chrono trigger has been one of my favorites since i was a kid uh just but i would have to say mass effect all of them together like okay. in one game would be my favorite i so so i always do this on my stream so my top five uh and, and the the last one's the only one that hits the top order for me because yeah. i i ordered them years ago but i totally forgot <laughs> uh so i i like um borderlands 2 i think borderlands 2 is just so good yeah it's so good and what i loved about borderlands 2 that i hope that they do for borderlands 3 is they took all the characters from borderlands 1 and made them characters in the game yeah so you not only do you get this really fun story but you get to know the characters that you were playing as before in a way that's beyond like reading text Yeah, it, it was also one of the first games to make me laugh out loud like i laugh a lot playing borderlands 2 Right, and it was one of the first times I've ever done that playing a video game, just laughing yeah. and having a good time. I remember hanging out with a big group of my buddies, and we were all playing uh, Borderlands Two, and that part where the the whole city takes off, yeah, and Scooter's in the background going "Catch a Ride," we <laughs> yeah. all just burst yeah. out laughing. We thought, like that's the best. Um, so Borderlands Two, I I do like in general, so. I think, like you said, like the Mass Effect series, you could count that as one. Yeah. So Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite, I still count as like kind of one yeah. thing because of their story. Yeah. Like, it's mind-blowing. And Bioshock 1's gameplay is actually, I think, really great. 
Um, I think the gameplay, Bioshock Infinite's gameplay is nowhere near as good, but it drives you to play through it to yeah. get to the through the story. Um, I don't think I would replay Infinite for the gameplay. Yeah, I've played Bioshock. I've replayed Bioshock one just just because I love I love hacking. I love um, setting up things in different ways. Um, I love you know how you use your splice abilities with the guns that you have. Um, I <laughs> still one of my favorite things to do is when you hack a camera and you're off looting all this shit and you just hear ha ah! and then you hear the alarm go <laughs> off and then you just hear a splicer in the background just fighting with them. <laughs> whatever's attacking him and then you just hear him go down and you're like yeah okay and then you go back to looting <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about the game or like you just hear him fighting off with a turret and you're like you hear him go down everything goes quiet you're like yeah all right <laughs> um so borderlands bioshock one and infinite um I, I i still say fallout and skyrim are kind of in the same category yeah, yeah i even just, though I put Skyrim just a step above yeah, those, Fallout, those open world games like Skyrim and Fallout Three for me, yeah, are like, right around there. Like Bethesda, <clears throat> open world, yeah. Um, and then what was okay? So I had a fourth. Oh, just Zelda in general. Yes, I've um, always loved Zelda. Um, I played the first video game I ever played was uh, Zelda. Uh, a Link to the Past. I was in oh, kindergarten, yeah. and I used to go over to a friend's house and play it before kindergarten, because um, his parents would babysit me, and my parents would drop me off at their place yeah. before I'd have to go to school. So we'd play A Link to the Past, and then years later, I was playing Ocarina of Time, and I'm like, something's familiar about this, and then it yeah, clicked. I, I was like, <sighs> I love Ocarina of Time. It's probably my favorite Zelda game, but A Link to the Past is great too, because I grew up. And I just had a cheap Nintendo. Like, that's what I had. I played a lot of Mario, and I played Ninja Turtles. And then when I went to a friend's house one time, he was playing A Link to the Past. And, like, yeah, now if you go back and play it, the graphics are a little dated. But at the time, like, I just played on the Nintendo. When I saw him playing Link to the Past, I was like, These graphics are amazing. Like, I f- Actually, I feel like A Link to the Past holds up really it, well. It is one of them that does. Yeah. That, um... The original Zelda doesn't hold up no. as well. Like, you're like, wow, that's really old. Like, but when you play A Link to the Past, you're like, this could be a Game Boy Advance game, a the, DS game. I love the original Zelda for what it did for video gaming. Like, started Zelda, like, and all that. But it does not really hold up as a game. Yeah. Like... What do you think of Breath of the Wild? Do you, do you like that better, or... It's... To me, I love it, but, like... I'm in a Zelda group on Facebook and we talk about Zelda a lot and it's very polarizing. I found that Zelda fans either love it or they hate it. There's really no in between. I like, I actually my own personal opinion is I like it better than Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Be- between that and Ocarina and A Link to the Past, they kind of switch off and on cuz I love all three of them. Yeah. Um I also I really enjoyed the story and everything about Skyward Sword. I just didn't like the motion controls. I never got to play it. I'm like, still waiting for it to come. Because I heard a rumor at the Direct that they were going to release Skyward Sword on HD. And I was like, uh, please. I I would please. love it. I didn't play it for the longest time. It was a hard-to-find game. It was expensive. And then one time I was at Family Video renting games. And they were selling a copy of it for 10 bucks. So I was like, 10 bucks, okay. Picked it up. And I never beat it just because the motion controls, they're not terrible, but they're unresponsive a lot of times. And they don't exactly do what you want it to when you got to swing the sword and stuff. Oh, I wonder if they'll fix that if they do do yeah. it in HD, if they'll fix that for the Switch. Because the Switch has yeah. HD run. I would love so. 
that in HD for the Switch without the motion controls, that would be yeah, amazing. I would I would definitely 100% play that if it came out on the Switch. Um, I, oh man, because so I really want, like, if, if there was one thing that I could just get out of the Switch and I could get it tomorrow, and I swear to God, I don't care if my wife would kill me, I would spend the money on it. I don't even care if it's like a couple hundred bucks. I'd still fucking buy it. But I'd be like, I deserve this. She'd be like, no, you don't. I'd be like, yes, I do. I'd be like, hold my copy. But I want a Zelda HD collection. Because oh. I think they need to do... So they have HD versions of Ocarina of Time yeah, and Majora's we've, Mask. We've talked about that in my Zelda group. Doing like an anthology. They've done it for yeah. other games. They've had like Mega Man collections in the past. Mega Man I collections mean, coming out again, yeah, too. When... When the the Wii came out, they re-released Super Mario All-Stars on the Wii on disc. They had all the old Mario games. They could totally do something like that for Zelda. Yeah. H- well, and they could do it in HD. And then they did HD versions of Twilight Princess and uh, Wind Waker. Yeah. And then all they would have to do is do an HD version of um, Skyward, Sword. Skyward Sword. Which, let's be honest too. Even if they just did an HD version of Skyward Sword. Or an HD anthology uh, anthology collection. You would make more money than you would on Hyrule Warriors. I, I know I it. I love Hyrule just, Warriors, though. I've never played it, but I'm just thinking, like... Yeah, I just... Like, you just spent all that money, and you could have just redone... There are so many games I've wanted in HD. I've wanted a Mass Effect HD collection since the 4 came out. Like, I've been ready, and fans have been ready... And several times, Bioware was like, look, we know it's going to be an instant seller. We know it's going to sell like a billion copies, but we want to focus. At the time, they wanted to focus on Andromeda. They, they should have made, and then, they should have done the anthology collection. Andromeda <laughs> came out, and I played it, and while I liked it, it didn't have the same magic. or it, Even though it's technically a bigger game, it didn't feel the same scope. As the originals. Well, because... Cause I... I know technically if they do do a trilogy, it still is the first game. But even with the first Mass Effect, there was a giant scope. Like, you're, you you felt real weight to the story. Well, because... So, the, the in comparison... So, I, I watched the whole story for Mass Effect Andromeda. I did not play the whole thing. And then I watched... Um, then I watched the... Er, and then I played the beginning of Mass Effect 1. I, I have the trilogy on my PS3. That's the only reason why I have that PS3 is because I, I got the trilogy for five bucks. The first one um, is really hard to get through. Yeah, so I started the first one, but here's what here's what my thought was in comparison. In the first one, you already know how big of a universe there is to yeah. explore. You're like, yeah. there's so much to this. And you have an entire galaxy. And then in Andromeda, you drop into a compl- like almost a completely empty galaxy. Yeah. So you... There's really, like, it's just this idea of... And this is what makes Skyrim fantastic, Fallout fantastic. It's what makes all these really big open worlds fantastic is, is they, they fill them with stuff. Whereas you go into Andromeda... And you know that it's basically barren. Like, there's a couple of species and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's basically barren. So it's like, you don't get as much to explore. It's yeah. not going to be as big of a world. And it's not going to feel as huge yeah, in scope. It's... Because it's 
there's dead no, there's nothing so i felt also exploring didn't feel as rewarding because right you're not really discovering anything because yeah. there's nothing there and the first time you play mass effect you're like oh my god there's so many kinds of species and then you start getting f- like friends and fall like the yeah, people who join like, your group and you're like okay like so i got a little overwhelmed because i'm like okay so if i make this guy my friend but what if i get rid of that what happens if i and i'm like yeah, oh, like, and 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 so then you start thinking, and it engages you. Whereas like, the other one, I was like, yeah, Fuck I played, it. <laughs> I played Mass Effect one, and I never played Mass Effect till the trilogy came out. And then I was like, all right, since the tr- when the trilogy came out, that was the first time you could play Mass Effect one on the PS three, and that's what I had. So I bought I bought the trilogy on release. It was like sixty bucks. It came in a really pretty box that had like Shepard on it, and I played through the first one, and I loved the story. The controls are really bad. Yeah, that's the one thing. Especially when you get to the levels where you have to drive that little Mako truck. Oh, the controls. Oh, God. You will die a lot just because of the controls. It's not even hard. I could probably set up, because I'm going to stream that when I do it. I'll I'll set up like a kill count for how many times I die. (laughs) That'll be fun. A J-owned count? (laughs) Yeah, just a J-owned count. That's perfect. But, But the reason I liked that and the exploration was when I started playing the second one, and you notice that, and it's one of the first series that's done it, your decisions from the first one carry over. Yeah. And it, like, shapes your second game. And then you get to, I don't want to spoil the ending for people that haven't played Mass Effect 2, but you get to the end, and there's all these important decisions, and it's life or death for people. And, like, it felt like, holy crap, what am I going to decide? I hope I, I love these guys. I hope they live. I hope they don't die. And then, like, I know some people, they just look it up, and they're like, okay, this is what I got to do for this and this. But playing through it, it was nerve-wracking. Like, I don't want any of my party to die, but I have the potential for all of them to go. Just moments like that in gaming are what I love. Moments that make you, like, freak out internally. Yeah, I I would really love to just sit down and play through that. I'm finishing Red Dead first. It's it, it's very um, time intensive. Yeah, I'm <laughs> finishing Red Dead first, and then I'm going to move on to the Mass Effect Cause, trilogy because uh, that's my first playthrough, yeah, and I think people will it's, watch. Yeah, it's depending on if you do all the side missions like Mass Effect One. I like to just play through it as fast as I can because the controls are bad. The other two are great, but like I think it took me twenty six hours to beat the first one no side quests so. oh my god 20 just for the first one you, you can beat it faster but that'll take me years like <laughs> it, it's it's very time time intensive it's kind of daunting if you've never played one and then you're like i got these three huge games like. right well that's what so i started the first one um a long time ago and i have to restart anyways but yeah. i was like I was like, this is already so lush. And then I had to review the second one on the, the Mediacom show yeah. that I had. And I was like, this is not my favorite. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, the controls seemed a lot better. But I was like, this is, no, I don't like this. Uh, um, so Christopher Goodrich says his are mostly sports games. Madden, NCAA football, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, and NBA 2K. Um, yeah, I... Well, so I'm not a big Call of Duty person. I can't. I've, I can't do it. It sounds terrible when I complain about Call of Duty for being repetitive and the same thing every year because I'm a big Pokemon fan, and <laughs> they're kind of repetitive and the same thing every year. But I just never got into Call of Duty. I played for a bit because my brother was big into it, so it was a game we could play together. And I was just 
it's something that in order to get really good at Call of Duty, you have to invest a lot of time in playing online, and I uh, just can't do it. I have way too many games to play. I had a friend of mine actually <laughs> explaining to me about um, why he loves Destiny, and I think it, and he says it's very similar. Um, the reasons is similar with Call of Duty is the this idea of uh, each gun has a specific amount of uh, damage per seconds. Yeah. So when you're like pointing at people. You know if that per- and you could see their type of gun. You know if they're gonna kill you first or you're gonna kill them first. Um, and he just starts evaluating and breaking things down. I'm like, I didn't, I had no idea these games were that complicated. I played Destiny and I enjoyed it, but I didn't at the time. I didn't have friends that played it, so it was one of those. It's meant to be played with friends, like right. it's a multiplayer game, and I was playing by myself, so I was like, this is really boring, like. With the exception of, like, Friday the 13th, I'm not a big multiplayer yeah, person. Neither am I, really. I, per- uh, I prefer my single-player experiences, but... That was the other one. I never actually got to. My number one favorite game of all time, Don't Starve. Have you ever played uh, Don't Starve? I've seen it. I bought Don't Starve Together Yeah. on Steam, and some of my best video game moments are me and my friend Will and my friend June and a couple of our other friends. We were all playing Don't Starve Together... And we were playing with mods, so you can be ridiculous. Like, I was playing as Sonic, and my friend was Magikarp. Oh, yeah, and, okay. Like, just ridiculous characters on with mods, and just playing it for the first time. Oh, what is what is this, dude? That's gonna kill you. Yep, I died. Like, <laughs> That's the best thing about the game, is like, it, it's, it's like if Tim Burton and a bunch of trolls got together and made a video game. That's what I feel like Don't Starve is, because that game trolls you yeah. constantly. Like, um, and Don't Starve Together, I really enjoy... It took me a little while to get into it afterwards, because yeah. like I was, I was like, oh, I'm so used to Don't Starve, and then I played Reign of Giants, and I stopped playing Reign of Giants because I was like, I hate Reign of Giants, because like there's the rain and shit gets yeah. wet, and you're like, oh, fuck that. Just like, I love Don't Starve. I would love if there was more games in that kind of genre. Like, there's pretty much Don't Starve. There's a few other like lesser known ones that I can't think of off the top of my head, but I just thought it was fun to play with friends. But. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break because I just realized I have to go to the bathroom really bad. And we still have like another hour to go. Jeez. So that's the wrong button. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Oh, and we're still still talking. Huzzah. Hey. We have hey, there we go. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, I had to run away. That was, we, we got a bunch of water and, oh shit, here we go. And I had to go to the bathroom. That was really rough. (laughs) So, okay, so we were just talking about video games. Um, what, now let's talk about the, talk about a little bit of TV. Do you, is there anything that you watch specifically? Like, what do you follow? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? I hate the... Like, wait between seasons, it's always killer. That's gotta be rough. Like, it's rough because I know they want to make it quality, but the last couple seasons, oh, we're gonna delay it a little bit, like, it's coming, and I'm just like, come on. Um, What are you gonna do when Game of Thrones is over? I mean, they just started Westworld, and I watched season one of that, and it was really good, so... Oh, okay. There's a forever wait for season two of that. That, So it worked, though. They they found your film. Yeah, well... I I had HBO now for a while just to watch Game of Thrones. Like, when Game of Thrones premieres, I subscribe to it. I pay for, like, two months of that, watch my Game of Thrones. 
and then Westworld just popped up and said it was new, and I was like, what is this? And so I clicked on it, and then I just randomly decided to watch the first episode, and I was like, this is really good. Yeah, okay, I haven't seen... I got one season into Game of Thrones. I stopped a little bit because, and I think this one guy gave me a really good comparison. Um, I was listening to a podcast about uh, like superhero movies and TVs and stuff, and they're talking about um, uh, Wakanda from Black Panther. Yeah. And he says, you know, Wakanda seems like that place I could chill. He's like, I totally go to Wakanda. He goes, Game of Thrones. He goes, honestly, if I, if you think about that world, he goes, I, it just seems like everybody smells really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Season, season, it's, it's tough to get into. Season one is really slow. Like they just spend the whole season introducing characters and pretty much telling you about them. Nothing really happens. And then season two for about half that season, nothing much really happens. And then stuff starts to happen. And then season three is when they really get into the story. And then like everything's happening at once. And then some of the later seasons, like, now it's fine because you can just finish a season and go to the next one. But some of the cliffhangers and then knowing you'd have to wait a year and a half, two years oh, for the next man. season, like, yeah. oh, it's killer. I'm, I, I, I basically just do, like, the CW shows. I, I watch all of them. Some of them I wish I didn't watch anymore, but I'm, like, what do you, four which, seasons in and they're... Which one's your least favorite? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is my least favorite. Really? I've seen season one. I haven't finished season two. Season two is way better than season one. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Are they I, on three right now? Maybe. I think they're on three. It sounds terrible. I know it was a superhero show. I wasn't interested in it. But then I heard that, and I'm trying, I forget his name now, but he played Rory in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, Arthur Darville. Yeah, Arthur yeah. Arthur Darville. He was in season one, and that's why I watched it. And season one is a bit dry. It's really slow. Nothing really... I mean, stuff happens, but it's kind of boring. Season two is getting better. Uh, the show I'm really not happy with right now is Arrow. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think Arrow's dropped to my least favorite. It was fantastic. The first two seasons... Season two with Deathstroke oh, and all yeah. that. It was so good. Mano Bennett was uh, so dope. Yeah. The ending of season two, like, I've never had a superhero show make me tear up. Like, that's the first time I've teared up watching oh, yeah. a superhero show. Um, oh, man. Like, I teared up. And then season three was still halfway decent. The stuff with Raish and the Lee, it, it was all right. And then they made the dreaded season four with Damien Dark. People hated season three, and I thought season three was actually kind of cool. I... With, with Raish al Ghul. Like, I thought he was cool. Yeah, like, I thought the season was all right. Season four is when it went off the rails for me, and I don't even, I haven't kept track of the numbers, I don't remember what season they're on now, but this, this newest season started off really good, I was like, oh, it's, it's a return to form, like, yes, Arrow's back, and then it got really rocky again, and now it's starting to get better, so this is kind of a season of highs season, and lows. They're on season six, because, so they did, last season was season five, um, and that was where they capped off all the flashbacks of him on the island. Oh, yeah, which... So now it's caught up. I'm glad. At first, the flashbacks were cool, but after, like, four seasons of it, I'm like, all right, let's... <laughs> well, so the fourth season, being the Damien Dark, is when they tried all the magic shit. Then, and they so they were trying didn't... to, like, link things together yeah, that just that didn't make just... any damn sense. The whole season was t that stuff with Thea, where she was, like, mind-controlled to kill that person or whatever. It, it just didn't do oh, it for yeah. me. And then, like... By this time, Damien Dark is a master of magic, and, like, 
he knows martial arts and stuff. He's a strong guy. And Oliver Queen's a master of martial arts. He's physically, like, he's buff. He's physically perfection, I guess you, you might say. Like, as strong as a regular well, person can be. He's the Batman of like, that world. Yeah. And the final fight just boiled down to they both stood in front of each other and traded punches back and forth. And I was like, are you serious? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> they ran out of choreography. <laughs> yeah. They both just stood there and traded punches until Oliver won. And I was like, that was something. Yeah. They, they, I, mm, eh. <laughs> like, I, so that... I love the actor they hired as Damien Dark. Yeah. I love I, Damien I, Dark great. in Legends of Tomorrow now. Yeah. He's great. But the, they're, that was that was a rough the one, season. I wish they'd bring it back for a CW show. He's getting an animated one. I loved Constantine. Oh like, yeah. It was only 13 episodes. Unfortunately, it was on NBC and NBC is very terrible about canceling shows mm-hmm. before they have a chance to get good. A lot of them. Like I, I don't know how they still look at, have shows. Look at the show Merlin. It premiered on a Friday. I watched it episode 1, loved it. Next week they moved it to like the Sunday Dead Zone and they played all season one, or they played like twelve episodes of Merlin. Didn't that make like four seasons? Uh, there was five. Five, I think. NBC yeah. NBC canceled it because it didn't get the ratings they wanted. Sci-Fi picked it up and put it in their primetime Friday slot, and it was the number one show on Sci-Fi till it ended. I want to say I only watch one NBC show, and that's Superstore. Other than that, I don't think I watch anything else. I'm addicted to like all those cop shows. I know. Oh like, no! I watch This Is Us. Yeah, that's that, NBC. That, oh right? god, that show. God damn that yeah. show! Like that show. Yeah, yeah. And I watch all the cop shows, but my I grew up watching them. My family oh. watches them, so I don't. Like, I don't, I don't but do that anymore. This Is Us. Oh my god. Yeah, this is us as that show you have to watch to just break your heart. Like my heart, it's, it's my weekly it. catharsis. I just <laughs> like, gotta ball it out once a week. I watch all these like action superhero shows, and then I'm like, oh, time for some tears. Yeah, <laughs> and then this is us just makes you ball it out. So my my wife and I anyway. are trying to find shows to watch together, and so this is us is the one that we watch, and then we also just started Master Chef Junior on Fox. Oh, I I love. Going from watching MasterChef, and he's just curse word after curse word, oh, and yelling yeah. at these guys. And then, like, MasterChef Junior, like, a kid messes up, and he's like, oh, it's okay, you'll yeah, do better next even, time. Like, like, he's and so he sweet. shows them how to fix their yeah, mistakes. Yeah, like, he's so sweet. And he's you, really cool. And then you you watch an episode of MasterChef, and he's just bleep this, bleep yeah, that, bleep you. Oh, my God, he turns into a psychopath. I... I think he's just one of those guys that doesn't like he's he's a kids guy yeah. and then but like adults he hates adults. My favorite Gordon Ramsay show was I've always loved Kitchen Nightmares. I don't know if you've ever seen I've any heard of about that. it. Uh my brother used to watch it and so I'd watch it with him and yeah, he just goes to people's failing restaurants and gives them pointers and the whole each episode is just conflict and then at the end they're like, "Oh, maybe we'll listen to you." And then they're successful I'm like <laughs> <laughs> That's They're just great. like I don't want your help. Something's not working. You need help. He's yeah. I, I that's one of the things I love about MasterChef Junior is just how he is with the kids. Like he's yeah. really cool. And so we started watching that together because we watched it over at her parents' place one night. And I was like, "This is really good." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Let's watch it together." And I was like, "Yeah," because I'll watch like Arrow and she'll fall asleep. Yeah. Like, um, I caught up on Agents of Shield last night. I'm um, liking the new season. The last season was a little rocky, but yeah. this season is 
pretty good. I I'm liking like where it. they're at now. Did you have you seen the the latest episodes? The last few um, since they yes, probably the the last one I saw that dude appeared from the future and he got arrested because he okay yeah they thought he was nuts. Is that the newest one? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Because okay, because yeah. then they well I think that might be the that might be the so they get so they get back from the future. Yeah, and then they had two episodes where they got back from the future. I watched all of what Hulu had yesterday and caught up on okay, it. Okay, so yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Probably all caught up. Um, I lost my damn mind when <laughs> they they fucking cut off Yo-Yo's arms. Yeah. You know, like, that that happens to her. But I didn't know that happened to her right then. Like, yeah. it was like, boom, arms gone. Yeah, I, I was, was like, like, whoa. Holy shit. Like, they yeah. cut her arms off. Like, that was crazy. I I actually really enjoyed that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm that's been probably my third favorite superhero show this year that I'm really enjoying. I still I I love The Flash. I've loved it since season one. I mean, the season with our last season was not as good as the others. It was still yeah. it was still great. Savitar. Yeah, like the Savitar stuff. I did love Tom Felton. I love that right. they brought Tom Felton into there. I think the worst thing they did was take Tom Felton off. Yeah. I think Ralph Dibney's all right, when, but I think Tom Felton was wh- entertaining. When I was watching, and I watched an episode with some friends, and they were like, oh, that's the guy that played Draco. I was like, yeah, it's Tom Felton. And then they were like, oh, I wonder who he's going to be. And I was like, bet you he's going to be a dickhead. And he was a dickhead. He was a dickhead. <laughs> and most people don't remember, he was also in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And, and he, he a played dickhead. a dickhead. Like, it's... I don't want to say he's typecast, but every role... Oh, he's totally typecast. <laughs> every role I've seen him in, he's a dickhead, but he plays it so good. You know what? Before they cast um, Han Solo, they were talking about like a list of actors that they would look at, and Tom Felton was on there, and I was like, I would pick Tom Felton yeah. as Solo because I want to see Tom Felton do not a dickhead. Right. I think, because, <laughs> I mean, if you watch interviews with him and stuff like that, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's He's super the nicest nice. guy ever. And I'm like, he he could, I want to give Tom Felton some chances. I love his interviews where he talks about his back and forth with Daniel Radcliffe because they're really good friends. He did one on the, I think it was on the Ellen show where he told her that he'll randomly just call him up out of the blue and then like Daniel will be like, hello. And then he'll just be like, Potter. And then he'll hang up. <laughs> like, that just makes me laugh. That is awesome. <laughs> or he, he was on a show and he was talking about fans that send him pickup lines and one fan sent him that pickup line like, are you going to bed? Do you mind if I slither in? And a fan sent him that on Twitter and he's like, it was so good. It almost got a tweet back. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tom Felton. I think he was, yeah, I think he was a good addition. Uh, um, the the episode where they actually go to the planet of the apes. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean we're going to a planet of the apes? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I love, I, I know it's heavy handed, yeah, he, he but was, I love it. Yeah, he was that's why I love The Flash. And The Flash has had some more emotional moments, too, for superhero shows. Yeah, there's some, there, some moments uh, that t- made me tear up. The episode, I'll admit, I cried heavily when he has he's in the Speed Force. And in order to get out, the Speed Force makes him come to terms with his mother's death. Oh, yeah. Like, that episode was heartbreaking because the, the Speed Force shows up as his mother. I was like, that's yep. terrible. Yeah, and they kept doing it. The Speed yeah. Force is a dick. Yeah. The or Speed Force is then, a dick. They keep showing up as his dead mother and they keep, the, like, making yeah, Barry stay. Like, yeah, uh, the other episode that gets me, and it's, it, it's kind of spoilers. It, actually, it's totally spoilers, but... 
when he finally gets his dad out of jail and his dad comes back and then gets like and then jabbed. murdered yeah gets murdered that's I was like, why zoom was such a great villain yeah. because he was a bastard and like that, a straight he that was, was stroke level bastard that is out of all the superhero shows the worst cliffhanger because like his dad gets murdered and then just boom wait till next season and i was oh, like yeah. what like, holy shit flash is really good about that yeah flash is i really enjoy it the only thing i don't like about this season right now and it just started it really just started happening is i don't like what they're doing with the thinker now where they keep going from actor to actor to actor yeah i i don't, I don't cuz i think there's too many people where they had a really good actor yeah that older guy was fantastic he was fantastic and then they moved on to the next guy and the next guy was actually nailing yeah. it and then from then on it's been like it it's hard Ooh. it's hard to get attached to him as a villain my favorite villain so far in the series is still probably zoom i think he he was fantastic i loved that whole yeah, season Zoom was really cool even and though people didn't dig the whole jay garrick thing i i loved it that like even though i probably should have saw it coming that threw me for a loop when yeah. you find out like i'm not actually jay garrick i'm zoom i'm, I'm zoom the whole time bitch. i was like what and then you find out jay garrick's like a, a really old dude and like, his dad yeah and his dad I, from another earth that oh was my like god Whoa. yeah especially after he watches his dad get murdered and then jay garrick is his dad i actually i i loved the newest oh. episode of the flash i don't know if you saw that i one. didn't see it but you can spoil it. i don't care well a new he, he's got this new power this season where he can grab people and pull them into the speed force yeah. for them to have his private conversations this whole episode takes place completely in that speed force oh yeah he does that with cisco right because yeah because there's a nuclear bomb that gets armed and it starts exploding and he doesn't know what to do and so he jumps into flash time and the whole episode is like everything's slowed down and he keeps pulling people in the way the episode starts is he just sh- grabs iris and pulls her into the speed force and then he's like i can't save you i can't save you and just starts crying and then it it takes place and then it like jumps back and it's like eight minutes before then and the whole episode takes place in like an eight minute span and this bomb explodes and like several points through the episode he goes back to where the bomb is and you can just see it slowly exploding and it's just really like pulse pounding because you're like oh my god is and i mean wouldn't this be the one time where it'd be okay for him to jump back in time and fuck everything up? Like, uh, actually, one of the characters brings that up in the episode. Oh, really? Uh, they do? Uh, I I don't remember exactly because I thought a couple days ago. I think it was Killer Frost. Is like, can't you just jump back in time and stop the... No, um, it's uh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse's Jesse. like, let's just jump back in time and stop the bomb. And he's like, uh, I tried that before. That doesn't work. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it, um... I really like the... I dig the Flash. Uh, um, Black Lightning's pretty cool, so far. I really love Black Lightning. It's up there, actually. is one of my favorites. Um, I'm actually really liking Supergirl. Uh, I know C- season one was on CBS. It starts off rocky. The first couple episodes, you're like, oh, this is the typical, like, yeah. uh, I'm a female superhero. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can fly. I'm a girl. Like, which is fine. Like... But then it gets like really into the meat and bones of the Supergirl stuff, and that that show's pretty good right now too. I mean, when she faces off with Superman, that was the coolest yeah. damn thing. I don't like how they're um, CW is doing this new thing on Mondays where they're gonna start 
they'll show like three or four new episodes of Supergirl, and then that'll go on hiatus, and then they're going to swap to Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. And then they'll show a couple of that, and then they'll swap back to Supergirl. I really don't care for that. They but... really should have left um, Supergirl alone and kept yeah. that a full-run season, and then cut back on like, I don't know, like... Uh... Yeah, because I feel they should have done that, because as far as ratings, like, it's not pulling in what some of the other shows are. And I think it's an underrated show. Like, a lot of people don't... There's a lot of hate for it online. It's good, though. Well, oh, so apparently they pissed off the... Like, sort of the LGBTQ uh, shipper community. Um, I get... I watched this whole video, and there's there's times where I'm... Where I I swing left, and there's times where I swing a little right. And I think this was the one time I swung right... Where this this girl was all pissed off because the one guy was joking about how they're never gonna have a Supergirl, uh, Lena Luther romance. Yeah, and he goes, he says, oh, or this girl was like, oh, you what an ass hat. He doesn't understand how important it is to us shippers to be able to. And I'm just like, it won't I, happen. Like it's like it's like I he made a joke. Honestly, he doesn't give a shit about your shipping. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, it's like, and she's like, and so people were boycotting the show, even in the LGBTQ community, and I'm like, there's people on both sides, like, I leaned a little left when there was a bunch of people that were refusing to watch the show because one of the characters was gay. Yeah, and which is bullshit. Which, I mean... Yeah, I'm all fine with that. Supergirl does get really heavy-handed with it in a couple episodes where they just shove it in your face. And, I mean, I'm fine with characters being gay and like that, but... This, the show's a very liberal show. Yeah. Like you which, have, yeah, if you're going is, into that show, a you lot should of people know it's going to be liberal. are boycotting it. They're calling it a social justice warrior show and all that, which makes me laugh every time. It is very liberal. They get really heavy-handed with I, it. I but, think there are... A, few points where it does get social justice warrior but in a good way yeah i think it's very positive it's never like negative and it's never it's never overstepping and i like the show like it women empowerment and it brings up all those things and like i just think the show is fantastic yeah i've always really liked supergirl i think legends of tomorrow um i feel like it fell off of what made it awesome yeah first of all arthur darville that was the draw for the show I, that's the reason I watched season one. Like, and so then, and then, and they keep kind of sh- throwing them off. I understand Victor Garber leaving, and I understand actually uh, the guy who plays Jacks leaving as well because he yeah. has a baby now. So yeah. he's at least on paternity leave. I think he's supposed to come back for the last episode of the season. Yeah. Um, but like finding something to do with Firestorm would have been cool. Yeah, because like, they cause... really haven't done much with him. I think he's a supremely underrated dc character too like i oh, yeah. i love firestorm like he could have been cool and one of the things i was thinking about is is you know you had all of these doppelgangers in the crossover oh can you close that door real quick for me oh my wife's here apparently <laughs> i didn't realize thank you but um i forgot we left it up they had um they had uh uh oh for the crossover they had doppelgangers for the main characters I love the crossover I I loved it too. It was fantastic. The cherry on top, the thing I think they could have just done though was so the Legends of Tomorrow didn't have doppelgangers. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I think the one doppelganger they should have done is they should have done Firestorm. Ooh, yeah. But they could have hired that one chick that was the evil Firestorm from like oh, last season yeah. or so. The that would have just been. I like, would love to. I would love an unedited cut of that. Like take out all the commercial breaks, splice it all together, and throw it. Yeah, on DVD. one like, long run. I think it would be fantastic. I thought it was great anyway. Like yeah, the the crossover beforehand was good, but this was like the the peak of yeah, awesomeness. Like, the first crossover I liked. It was good. This one though, like it was fantastic from start to oh, finish. Oh yeah, like yeah, I I thought it was well written. I'm I'm looking forward to. I really wish they would have done a second one this year though. That's one thing. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think like Marvel movies, they really needed to hit those crossovers. And then I, they could do DVD sales. And I make really more money. like. I really loved Stephen Amell as the Arrow doppelganger. Like, oh yeah, I thought he was good. I thought that was really re- well written. I wish they'd write him a little better in the actual show. Right? He's. <laughs> I like Stephen Amell. He's good, but just the way they write him, he's not given any like emotion to play with or anything. He's just very wooden in his portrayal. Yeah, they they and, don't give him enough. Like, it's not his fault because the the times in arrow when he does have to show emotion like that stuff that happens in season two with his mom and all that other stuff he's fantastic like he can do it oh they yeah just, they don't give him anything to play with well so the one of the things that i think is the downside on arrow is they want him to be batman yeah and so then they make him all 100 percent batman where he's miserable because they know Batman. Yeah. batman's easy to write he's miserable he's dark he's broody but the thing that they're really dropping the ball on is the green arrow is also pretty funny yeah he he's funny he cracks jokes yeah and that's what i wanted to see in when i first saw arrow i was like i wonder where he becomes the funny guy and it never happened yeah and like in in the comics and even in like the justice league animated show like he has his serious moments but he cracks jokes and he's hilarious, and even, like, I would have loved to see some of his funnier gadgets in the show. Like, he's got exploding net arrows, and arrows that explode bolos. Yeah. Like, they, the... ha- they had that one boxing glove Easter egg, and that was cool. I but... know, when I saw that, I lost my shit. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah! When he did that, and he used it, too, and he was yeah. so effective when he did it, I was like, this is great! I would love more of his silly gadgets, and just, like... Yeah, well, and that was the other thing. Where's his gadgets? Yeah. Why did they shirk the, the Queen Industries thing so quickly and get rid of his cool shit? Yeah, it, that's a big part of the character, too, is the Queen Industry stuff. And then they kind of have it stolen from him in the show, and then they just never reference it again, ever. Like, yeah, it they, never comes up. Like, he's the mayor now, and it's like, I would rather see him with a bunch of cool technology... Fuck Legends of Tomorrow. Get yeah. rid of it. Take that budget and put it in an arrow with, <laughs> yeah, with give, give him all his gadget cool gadgets. Shit. Like... Yeah, like that would be great. I'm a... Yeah, I think that's the big problem and with Arrow right now. I am I know why DC does it. I'm bummed that they don't allow some of their characters in that universe. I know they say it's because it'll take away from the viewership of their movies. But their TV universe right now is light years better so that's the thing they've done in the movies they want to make marvel movies they want to make marvel level marvel movies but they haven't they are they are not like and they're not going to get there anytime soon since the dark knight because i i really didn't care for dark knight rises i know a lot of people like it for me it's just okay their movies have been pretty bad i loved wonder woman wonder woman was amazing and i thought justice league was all right way too much cgi and the Mm. cgi they had in there it was like low budget like I'm like, oh, that's blatantly CGI. It doesn't even look like they're trying to make it look real. They're 
I don't think Marvel. I don't think DC's ever going to get to Marvel movie potential no. level anytime soon. However, the thing that DC has the advantage on is that their TV is way better. Yeah, it is. Well, partly because Marvel only has Agents of Shield, and they had Agent Carter, which I thought was fantastic. But yeah, not enough viewership. People, they... people just weren't watching, and when people did break down and they watched Agent Carter, people were like, "This is a good show." Like. Yeah, but also what they did was is it was one of those like winter break shows or summer break shows. Yeah. It wasn't something they ran as a regular TV no, season. No, and so they, like that was to their own detriment. They didn't advertise it a lot either. The only reason I heard about it was because I follow Marvel and their stuff. Otherwise, I would have never even known it was on TV. Yeah. So so what DC really needs to do is focus where their money is at and they're they're where they're doing a really good job and their TV is where they own yeah, it. Like. Uh, my problem with their TV is they tease a lot of characters and then decide to not use them. Yeah. In the first couple seasons of Arrow, they pretty much had all the Suicide Squad and they even teased Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that scene where he's in, he's in the Argus jail and it's the pigtails and then it's the chick that voices Harley Quinn in the animated stuff and she's just like, hey, Puddin'. And I got excited. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and they then, were about to do it. And then nothing in Arrow two or three times and multiple times in Supergirl, they reference Batman. Like they reference him all the time. Season three actually of Arrow was supposed to be the Suicide Squad season. Yeah. And then Suicide Squad, they came out with that as the movie as their supposed saving grace, which, you know, didn't work. It's better than Batman vs. Superman. It's not saying much. I know. I know. (laughs) It's, well, I, it's a tough comparison, I'll be honest. It's... I pretty much hated everything about that movie still, though. I, I loved Amanda Waller in that movie. Oh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. It had a lot of good elements, but the, yeah. the problem being is, like, first of all, the villain was garbage. The villain was awful. Um, they could have done... And then, uh, they like, why, why was the Joker there other than to make money? Uh, yeah, and there's no point there's not enough of him in the movie for you to even like him like everyone's like oh he might be my favorite or i don't like him i was like you saw him for like four minutes that's not enough to judge he was in too much of the movie and not enough for him to to like to hire jared leto to make this a thing he they should have just either not done the joker or what would have been way better is make the joker the villain i i think he would have been a fantastic villain and they should have had more scenes with him. Um, after the movie was done, Jared Leto and even the director came out and said they shot enough Joker stuff. They could have made a standalone movie oh, out yeah. of just Jared Leto. Like, Jared Leto was pissed. And I don't, I don't yeah. think Jared Leto's coming back as the Joker because he was pissed about it. No. Um, it's like, ugh. I also, I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I don't like how they overly sexed up her character. I know in certain other things, she is a sexy character in Arkham City. She wears the tight leathers, stuff like that. But they just overly sexed up her character in this movie. I love Margot Robbie. I think she's fantastic. I just... I think the only reason why she was so sexed up was because she was Margot Robbie. Yeah. I think anyone else, they would have maybe and, given like, a little more... I would have loved, like, the classic suit or even the leather suit from the games, but just put her in the Jester suit. I mean, there's that scene where she holds it up and then she's like no and then throws it away i'm like come on well, put that one on they had her and joker in their classic outfits but i'll tell you that jester suit that they made yeah didn't translate well looked terrible <laughs> yeah like... did not translate well people were like yay and i was like okay good fan service yeah 
But how come they can do that in a shitty ass <laughs> the, suicide movie? Yeah. But we can't get like um Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine suit just right once. Just one time. <laughs> one time in our life. And then he he quits being Wolverine, like he's been Wolverine like my whole life pretty much. Yeah. Like and then Ryan Reynolds has been trying to talk him into that Deadpool Wolverine and he's like, No, I'm done. I'm like, please, just one more. Just give us the suit. What my dream is, just once in Infinity War, he just he's just in the suit for a second, like kills <laughs> something. Me, like, even movies walks off movies that he's not in all the way, like X Men First Class. It gets a bad rap. I thought it was okay. It's not terrible. I kind of like it. He ha- that's probably one of my favorite Marvel cameos when they just come up and he, I'm Charles Xavier and he's like go fuck, fuck yourself like, <laughs> and they're like okay that kills me okay like Hugh Jackman is great as Wolverine which is weird because he's actually a lot taller than Wolverine is yeah Wolverine's like Wolverine in the comics what is he like 5'1 or 5'3 yeah he's, he's super stumpy super short and Hugh Jackman's like 6 foot something yeah like there's my favorite one of my favorite Hugh Jackman scenes actually comes in the Wolverine where like this guy stabs him with a samurai sword yeah and he's ripped as shit I mean head to toe yeah. ripped and he just takes that sword and buries it in and he's towering over the man yeah and I'm like, that is not Wolverine, but that is the single most yeah. badass Wolverine thing I've ever seen is when he's like, I and actually, then he just I actually love the Wolverine. It did what it needed to. It redeemed X-Men Origins. It's exactly what it needed to be. It was Wolverine just killing a bunch of dudes. I think it's the movie we should have got instead yeah. of X-Men Origins. I, I know a lot of people love Logan. But I am not a big fan of Logan for yeah. what it was. Yeah. I think Logan's a great movie on its own. Yeah, I but, loved Logan. But. but for Hugh Jackman's final performance <laughs> as Wolverine, I think they shit the bed. I do. My <laughs> least favorite part of the movie is how they handled Charles Xavier's death. Like, he's literally the leader of the X-Men. And then that scene where they just kill him in the bed. And then yeah. they don't bring it up ever again. They That's just, like, it. forget about it. And I was like... He's the leader of the X-Men. Like, he's been a, pretty much a father figure to Logan. Like, I think my... I think... So, what I think I don't like about the movie is... And this is the same thing with The Dark Knight Rises. I think a little bit in a lot of other movies is this idea of grounding things so realistic that it becomes miserable. Yeah. So, what was so cool about the Logan comic book... Is it was still a darker tone. Yeah. But the world was still crazy and imaginative. Yeah. You still had Spider Woman. You had symbiote dinosaurs. You had Hulk incest yeah, like, babies. And when you when you watch Logan, the whole movie, there's almost no bright side. It's all dark and yeah, bleak it's all and dark. dreary. There's no superheroes. There's like nothing. There's really nothing left. And it was that's to me was the least x-men x-men movie and people are like i love it because it's so realistic and i'm like i don't love that about it i want this darker tone but i still want that fantastic x-men yeah. universe i don't need to buy that this is my world i don't need that i seeing hugh jackman on screen already boom yeah you want to see the crazy and they're like oh that's you know that's why i like them wearing leather uh, the leather outfits is no like I want to see Hugh Jackman in his yellow ass costume just yeah, slicing people like, up you just, know just once even like 
I know Ryan Reynolds wants that Deadpool Wolverine. Give him a scene in Deadpool 2. Just let me see him in his suit yeah. for like, even if it's like two seconds. If you just flash it at me, I'm going to just, Whoa. That's all I <laughs> need. I just, oh my I, God. I, I want to see him in the suit. And even Hugh Jackman said in a couple interviews, he's like, I don't know why I never got the suit. Like, I would have worn it. It's the perfect place, actually, if you think about it, Deadpool, to give that fan service. Yeah. Because you could put him in the suit. He could kill someone. They could completely recast Wolverine for the next movie. They could have a new Wolverine in the X-Force movie, even. Yeah. And it would still be fine because it's Deadpool, so it's breaking the fourth wall. It's just like when he was like, um, they're dragging him away and they're like, we're taking you to Professor Xavier. And he's like, you know, James McAvoy or Patrick (laughs) Stewart. that kills me. (laughs) So if they had a different Wolverine, it would be the perfect place to kind of... But still yeah. give us that fan service of just one more time. Hugh Jackman, just like, not even a full movie, just, just, just one... Get, give me the suit, please. One clip of I you in it. the suit is all I need. And someone just designed the shit out of that suit and just make it... Make me love life. Like, yeah, like, I just want to see all of them in their classic suits. Like, I love, yeah. I love the Bryan Singer X-Men movies, and I know he wanted to make a more grounded take, too. I didn't like their, like, black motorcycle yeah leather the looking. leather outfits like, just i didn't don't... like them and i i liked those movies i mean i even liked x3 not as much as the other two but i still think it's serviceable a lot of yeah. people hate that i love those movies i just hated their outfits um did you did you watch dark or not dark phoenix that one's coming out did you watch um apocalypse i didn't I didn't want to go to theaters to see it at first because all the reviews were like negative. People yeah. were really like, it, it's not good. Well, a friend convinced me to go and I went and saw it and I actually really loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, what I love about the end though is that they have the full, like it's, and it's the younger kids, but yeah. it's the younger kids in the full costume. Yeah, like I, I. And they looked good. And like, yeah, I just, I'd read all those terrible reviews and seen all the bad reviews. So I came in thinking, oh, this movie's going to suck. It's going to be awful. And it was way better than my expectations i yeah i think it's one of those movies you have to expect look because i came in going this is gonna be amazing and i watched it, and i was like that was the most okay movie yeah but i, I there are some things i, I loved about it um, sophie turner from game of thrones as Jean gray i thought she was fantastic cassie aggins do you know cassie aggins yeah okay cassie aggins says oh my god if wolverine did a cameo in deadpool 2 that would be amazing yes it would what's up cassie hey cassie mm-hmm. I don't know Cassie. So. <laughs> now I know you, Cassie. I can see that small circle of your face. Anyways. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Oh man, give I would. Me my Wolverine, just come on. Just a little bit of a little bit of Wolverine would be so great. It's just, just once. I'm just glad we finally got Deadpool too. Like. I know he w- he was tricked into being that awful Deadpool in X Men Origins. Literally, they were like, "If you ever want a Deadpool movie, you gotta do this." And he was like, "I don't want to do this." Like, right? Well, then he did Deadpool, and even in interviews after Deadpool, people were like, "Yeah, finally, it's been over ten years." And he's like, "Yeah, I finally got my fucking movie." <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about Deadpool two coming out, even though yeah. there's there's conflicting reports about whether or not it's good. Um, the teaser for, for the it was screen. hilarious when yeah. that, that chick's getting attacked and he tries to change in the phone booth <laughs> yeah. kind of like superman and he's just like Ur, and then he rubs <laughs> his butt cheeks on the window <laughs> yeah. oh, he comes Ryan out reynolds and yells he comes best. out and yells at stanley <laughs> yeah he's an american treasure i swear <laughs> ryan reynolds is so good ryan reynolds is fantastic they did announce they're doing an x-force movie also yeah 
um, which I think is going to be cool. I'm Di- I'm excited for the um, the Disney influence. A yeah, bit. I yeah. know some people are terrified, but they said no, we're not going to touch. I, we're not going to ruin Deadpool. Yeah, I, I like what Disney's doing with Marvel. I wish they'd do it more with Star Wars too, where pretty much they bought Marvel and then they're like, "Here's our money, and we're just going to let you do what you do." Oh, and man. I think that's why Marvel is so good because it's got the Disney budget, but Marvel gets to do their own thing. Disney's just like, here's kind of guidelines but do your own thing they did a they've done a, a a bang up job with marvel movies um i'm excited for rain johnson's is it rain johnson rain yeah it is rain johnson right yeah he's the one that did last, last jedi yeah. yeah i'm excited for his trilogy i didn't like this last one as much the more that i think about it uh, as as a as i'll say about logan I think it was a great movie. Yeah, I I don't think it's a good sequel. I watched it the first time and loved it. Then again, I loved The Force Awakens, and that's very polarizing. A lot of Star Wars fans, oh, if you loved it, you're not a true Star Wars fan. I was like, I've loved Star Wars my whole life. Like, I yeah. watched The Last Jedi the first time I watched it. I loved it. On subsequent watch-throughs, I really don't like how they took Luke Skywalker. And yeah. I know even Mark Hamill, when he first read the script, was like, "This I don't like this at all. Like, what would you do to my character? The the problem with <laughs> Luke Skywalker being that he... This is the same... Okay, this is the same argument I had with um, goddamn Logan. Christopher Goodrich, Deadpool 2 had the best teaser trailer. Um, this is the problem with Logan was the idea of grounding things and, yeah. and making Star Wars realistic in, a, in, a, in, a, in an action sense and more miserable. But... I like Luke Skywalker is supposed to be the badass hero. Well, yeah, and they they build him up in Force Awakens. The whole movie is like we gotta find Luke. He's the legend. Like we need yeah. him. He's this legendary. And then you meet him in Last Jedi, and he's like a bipolar, like crazy man. Like well, and what drives me nuts <clears throat> about it is, is you know we finally have CG. We have finally have budget. We're finally there, and they don't. They don't do it. They just don't do like just one badass scene. Someone actually, I was listening to someone compare um, the Star Wars, so Force Awakens to Last Jedi to improv. Have you have you ever heard about like much about improv, like the yes and? Yeah. So so this idea that um, oh god, what's oh my god, nope, what's his name? Star Wars, he did he did Force Awakens, and then he also did the Star Trek series. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. He's coming back for the third movie. J.J. gave a lot of gifts to uh, Rain Johnson, and then Rain Johnson, rather than saying yes and, just said no, that's bullshit. Like, Ray's parents, bullshit. Well, yeah, literally. Snoke, bullshit. If you watch The Force Awakens... Which I did, and then I watched The Last Jedi right afterwards. It doesn't feel like a sequel. It almost feels like he took the stuff that J.J. Abrams started and just rebooted it. Yeah. That's and really like, what it feels like. Fuck all that. So it's it's really frustrating to see that. That was what I disliked. And I think I think Disney needs to get their shit together I on did, Star Wars. A lot of fans didn't like it. I love the Yoda callback. The Yoda, scene Yoda. That was a good um, scene. It was great. Uh, apparently... I watched a video of Mark Hamill, and the first time he saw the new Yoda, it brought tears to his eyes, and he's like, this is beautiful. Like, I'm crying right now. Yeah. Like, Yoda was great. 
even though I didn't like Luke Skywalker, I liked the scene at the end when his projection, like, dodges that attack from Kylo and then, like, brushes off his shoulder. Like It was, so, what was there was cool as hell. Yeah. But I really, like, it took us, why did it take us six movies <laughs> to get to yeah. Emperor Palpatine and Yoda duking it out yeah, in right? the Senate floor and, and just seeing, like, the best CG ever? And then they make the same mistake years later where they, they build up Luke Skywalker and you're like, this is going to be the best ever. Yeah. And then they don't do shit with him. Like, yeah, yeah his force powers were cool that he projected across space and time and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like... He should have been there. He should have been taking down those AT-ATs, whooping ass. Well, like, literally, if you, <sighs> if you watch the first three, you see his progression and he's training. And by the end, he's pretty much a Jedi Master. Like Yeah. And then you're like, oh, he's done all this training. And then in Force Awakens, the whole movie, they just talk about all this training and legendary Luke Skywalker. And he's amazing. And then even the scene at the end builds him up. Like, she just slowly hands him the lightsaber. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is going to be cool. Oh, yeah. And then The Last Jedi starts. And he just takes it and throws I it away. I do love that, though. I do. Even though that sets the tone for the whole yeah. movie, he just goes, and then walks <laughs> yeah. off. I, I, I laughed out loud and at that one. I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I love Daisy Ridley. I hate how they set up Rey as kind of a Mary Sue character to where she never held a lightsaber before. In The Force Awakens, she just activates the thing and then wields it like a pro Mm -hmm. and then even in in the last jedi they show her training a bit but then when she's actually fighting with the lightsaber she is fighting amazing for someone that's never used one i like the explanation that someone was talking about this idea that the force creates an equal and opposite balance to to someone if and so she is actually the equal and opposite balance to kylo yeah um and so she's going to naturally be good at those things because yeah. the force makes that happen he, because Kylo he was is probably an my my favorite character out of those two movies is Kylo and they made his character even better in the last Jedi they actually show him as like the tortured like with yeah, his they past do. and stuff like he's a great character they do the really good job. I think the one thing that Rain Johnson did a really good job is when he takes the helmet and he breaks oh, it. Oh, I and love walks that. Away I love that because scene. Because it's like, this is, it's, everyone's on the same page. This is stupid. Breaks the helmet, walks <laughs> away. Like, that was good. Well, yeah, I thought the helmet was r- ridiculous in the first one. I was like, that's ridiculous, but. Force Awakens and Last Jedi should have been put together. How interesting would that be if that movie was actually if you took the both the elements from that movie and meshed it into one movie? That might actually if be a really I've good movie. Seen stuff like that. Um, or what if Last Jedi was the with, first movie with the prequels? There's a lot of bad, but there's a lot of good in them, and it got taken down. But a couple years ago, um, I wanted it was Tobey Maguire or Elijah Wood. I know they're both really big Star Wars fans, but one of them had his own edit that he did at home, and he took out all the non-essential stuff. And he combined episode one, two, and three into one, like, three-hour... It was, like, two-and-a-half, three-hour movie. And I remember watching it online before it got taken down. And if you cut out all that non-essential stuff, all the, like, half of the second movie with the terribly written, like, love story. Oh, like yeah. That, you cut out all that and you just leave Such the essentials. It makes one hell of a good movie. Like, it was great. Oh, I'd love to see that, actually. That would be... and. Yeah, it makes a really good movie. I I thought episode three was good to begin with, but like, yeah. What what if what if Force Awakens was the first like the first movie? Like, what if they could make it make sense, but they just made that the first movie? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
like you would still have some Ray introductions. Um, you would have to figure out like why is Ray standing in front of Luke Skywalker, yeah. but like you cut out most of that bullshit. Han Solo is not dead. <laughs> this would be Han Solo's first movie where he's not dead, um, and maybe he dies in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you still get a lot of good Leia. I think. I think the, the one thing the last movie really needed was more Leia. Yeah. Because she really made this movie. She was probably the best character in the movie. She, like, was, she was. She fantastic. was so grounded. Even in the parts where they took her out for yeah. stupid, like, I don't even know why they took her out of the movie for so long. Because yeah. she hadn't passed away at that point. No, like. So she could have been in that movie, but they, like, did a weird, like, oh, Leia's knocked out for a while. Yeah. After her whole superwoman. <laughs> yeah. Thing, which everyone hated but i was actually okay with i was like I, it looked I mean, weird but it's whatever i liked it because she technically is force sensitive and that was kind of a force like thing that she yeah, did it was like just one of those, oh. um i think like i still I, th- I think i agree with you though the end scene with luke skywalker like my favorite part is when kylo looks at him and goes oh is this where we're gonna sit down and have a heart to heart and you're gonna try and change my mind and Luke just goes, yeah, and then pulls out of like, like that's so no. cool. <laughs> and I was like, like oh, he's gonna lay like, them. Yeah, and then it it was a good scene, but I had the same problem with it that I had with the Yoda and Emperor fight in Episode Three. I love that fight. It's really short. It's like a couple minutes, right? And it, even in Episode Three, it gets great. Like Yoda's hopping around and slashing, and he starts throwing those things at Yoda. And after like it, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes of you're like, yeah, and you're all hyped. Then Yoda runs away, and like story wise, I know why he did it, but it's still a bummer. Like that's why the Clone Wars series is so cool. Yeah, it's uh, because they actually give you the action yeah, that you it is want. Fantastic. Like there's one episode where I watch like Yoda get stuck in the like he got stuck or something between a whole bunch of guys, and it shows Yoda not only is he using his force powers and being a badass, but he's playing like a game of chess with a lot of guys yeah. and he's kicking There's, their asses. Yoda has always been my favorite Star Wars character. I'm like, yeah, well, cause I he's just, the coolest. I love, yeah. I love Yoda. He's cool as heck. And it shows power beyond like, I mean, yeah, he has like raw power, but also, Oh, Mike Bailey. He's probably, Oh, he's going to go to work soon. If he's, he's already there. I bet. No. Yeah. Cause he gets there at four. Sorry, that's my that's my coworker. Yeah, Yoda and the like, he's just such a good character, and his dynamic with Mace Windu. Like, I'm not gonna get super into Star Wars stuff because I I could nerd out for hours and hours. Like, we've been nerding out for like well, yeah, at but least like a half an hour on Star Wars. I've read Wars, like all great. the I've read all the EU and played the video games, and me and my friend Sean we nerd out to Star Wars all the time. There's actually a card game we play that's pretty fun. Like, oh okay. Like, we nerd out to Star Wars all the time. And I, I do love the Yoda and the Mace Windu thing. I actually love Mace Windu. A lot of people don't like him. I love Mace Windu. Sam Jackson loved playing him, enough, playing him enough that when they were doing The Force Awakens, he went to Disney and he was like, let me be in this movie, please. And literally, he was like, I'll be a one-armed Jedi. I'll be a Force ghost, anything. Like, he was like, I'll be in this movie for, like, half pay. Just let me be Mace Windu. And they were like, no, thank you. Oh, man, that's but, rough. Like, I love. I wouldn't make a lot of sense, but oh, he doesn't work tonight. That's right. Was Maul versus Obi Wan and Qui Gon best lightsaber fight? Hmm. 
It's very hard because I love the lightsaber fights in the prequel trilogy, but when you watch it, you can tell they are super, super choreographed. Like, it's almost like a dance, the way they're fighting. Yeah, well, and I think that one being one of the first ones, I, I agree, because you have the... Yeah. You have, first of all, the martial arts master who played Maul. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Because, I don't know, I, th- I still... I really enjoyed... Force Awakens, the last scene with Rey and, yeah. and Kylo. A lot of people really dug The Last Jedi where Rey and Kylo team up. I love that scene when they're fighting. Like, it's... I liked it. But. I think it was really raw, and that was what was kind of enjoyable My, about it. Well, I mean, like, you yeah. see Kylo, like, if, literally stabbing If we're talking people. about lightsaber battles, though, I really love the final one in Return of the Jedi when, like... For a split second there, Luke, like, succumbs to his anger, and he's just, like, wildly attacking Vader, and then all of a sudden he's like, whoa, like, this is, like, I love that scene. Because just the whole time, he's fighting his father, and then the Emperor's just like, good, do it, like, succumb. And then you you actually see him succumb, and for a second, he just wildly starts slashing and knocking Vader down, and then all of a sudden Luke's like, oh shit, like... Yeah, I'm about to kill my dad. What have I done? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I would say I think I I think the newer ones are are more my favorite. I do actually yeah. like looking back on the the Luke versus Kylo fight in the in the last yeah. one. I think it's really impressive because it's one of those things you don't realize that they don't really touch. Yeah, and that's what's so cool yeah. about it. Like you realize like he's dodging the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's really cool, and then you find out like he was never there. I've and always like, wow. Yeah, the Yoda versus Emperor fight is one of my favorites. Um, even the Anakin Obi Wan fight at the end of Episode Three, just the emotion in that scene. Oh yeah, just like the way the way they both act. Like I think they're both fantastic actors. The problem with the prequel trilogy is George Lucas's writing gets a little like Bleh. yeah, but well, and that's I mean Anakin was such an unbearable character because of all that oh, shit. Yeah, like um, like you're supposed to like Darth Vader you're supposed to like Anakin and the way they write him in the prequel trilogy, you're like, I really hate this guy. Yeah, you're like, man, I'm, I'm super glad you're Darth Vader. Like, or like, in episode three, you're supposed to feel for him. He's like, he keeps having that, my wife's gonna die. I'm like, I don't even really care. Like, I like the, um, this one guy keeps talking about, like, what sucks so much about what they wrote about Anakin is that he murdered a whole bunch of children and then because he threw Palpatine over a cliff once, I'm a force ghost. Yeah, like, he's what? Like, That's bullshit. Yeah. He's like, if he didn't kill all the children, he's like, you could redeem that guy. But he's a piece of shit. Well, <laughs> I wonder, like, I I read up a lot on the Star Wars universe, but I wonder what actually constitutes you becoming a force ghost. Because Mace Windu died, and he never became a force ghost, and he was one of the good guys. Like, a lot of them die. They don't become a force ghost. Yeah, and I somehow Darth Vader's a, a force ghost. Yeah, and he like, was a total dick. I murdered a bunch of children. I slaughtered a whole village of sand people. Yeah. Like, but nope, I'm a force ghost. He had that super dope scene um, in uh, Rogue One. The only reason really to, like, my opinion, the only reason to watch Rogue One is that scene where Darth Vader just murders everybody at the, on the at, ship. At the end, like, they're all running away, and then that door shuts, and you just see the one soldier, like, the door shuts, and then he just turns around, and he has that look of fear on his face. Yeah. And then when it's just all dark, and then you just see the red lightsaber activate, oh, and yeah. then it, however long the scene is, it's just a couple minutes of just 
Vader just slaughtering those poor guys. Yeah, to be honest, like, I've never been a huge fan of Darth Vader. Yeah. And and even, like, when I was a kid, I was like, with his helmet, I was like, that looks dumb as hell. (laughs) And then that one scene gave me all of the mad respect for Darth Vader I've ever needed. Just this idea, like, because it was like a horror movie. It was like all black. They're in that hallway, and you just hear the footsteps and the... Yeah, and, and then, then you just see the red lightsaber, yeah, and, you're like, and you're like, "Oh there's, fuck!" There's another great moment in the comics with Darth Vader, where a bunch of enemy shol- soldiers show up, and they're just like, "Vader, surrender! Like you have to surrender. You're surrounded." And he pulls out his lightsaber and he activates it, and he just, he just looks at the commander and he's like, "The only thing I'm surrounded by is fear and a bunch of dead men." And then it's several pages of him just slaughtering all these soldiers in the comic. Yeah, I've I've seen a little bit of that. Um, they also have something kind of similar in uh, uh, Star Wars: uh, The Force Unleashed One, I think, yeah, where you I play as Vader in the first yeah. beginning. That was cool, but like not until that moment in Rogue One was yeah. I ever won over that Darth yeah. Vader's the most I was, badass character. I was always more of a Darth Maul guy. Yeah, and when he died, I got bummed. But when they brought him back in Clone Wars, and they were like. He lost half his body, and he literally went insane. Like, I loved his arc in the Clone Wars. Like, Yeah, he's cool. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what favorite lightsaber, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, it is about 5 o'clock. I think we ought <laughs> we can wrap this up today. We can talk for like nine more hours. Oh, my God. We got well, stuff to do. <laughs> so next week, we'll probably, we should just, yeah, we could, t- I mean, we could talk about even more Star Wars shit next week. <laughs> Um, but yeah guys thanks for watching um we're gonna be back next week wednesdays at three wednesdays at three wednesdays at three is what we're shooting for um 3 p.m central um check us out next week we'll be we'll be on we'll be live again and then you can actually watch all these videos they're back archived i'm gonna try and set something up on um on uh, iTunes soon to kind of get everything up on there. That's cool. Uh, I'd like to check out Google Play, but I don't. I feel like you there's like a set of requirements or something because a lot Maybe. of people like they start on iTunes and then they move to everything else. Yeah. So I'm like, I would, I, but I would love to get on Google Play because it it's just so much easier. Like if you're on Android, yeah, it's so easy. So okay, well, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.